Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. She getting punched in the head, and right. this nigga about to victimize her again before she pulled out this old-ass, her daddy revolver or something and shot this nigga, so... Like, I like that. Yeah, Something things, with some realism. That, that are, are more reality-based. Because, like I said, it was years later when she trained herself, you know, and, and with guns and all kinds of shit. And she just basically fucked everybody up. And she yeah. lived along, She li- lived among the homeless and took care of them while, while she was killing I think I've seen that shit, like, once. It wasn't that bad. <clears throat> yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't bad. Plus, I'm, I like Jennifer Gardner. I, I like some of them. That's why I say I like. I like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. I just I'm I just feel like after for some reason it happened after a Black Klansman, where white woman your was mind in there. Is already, your mind is already there, bro. When she talked about the ingenuity of white women, I was like, "Fuck! Oh, I'm done. I'm done." And that, it was like <laughs> after that, I could no longer. Sustain watching a Your movie or a show. In a different, different place. Yeah, with a white heroine. Watching a movie like that already puts your mind <laughs> in a certain place. It's like I remember when uh, when uh, uh, Roots came out and they were talking about. It. I think I want to say with your prior and like how the next day when everybody came, everybody black came to work, all the white folks were nice to their ass. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's, it's, on, it's on that kind of level. You know what I'm saying? They know what it is. They know what it is. But right. that, he's recording, by the way. Bro, we didn't even did we settle the topics? No, we didn't. Amazing. Yeah, he got us. Okay. Got I mean, we're just just figuring, you know. Yeah, so, I like, see the look on his face. I think he intentionally leaves stuff undone so he can do this. Yeah. I mean, he, he likes the fact that it's kind of raw right, right at the moment while we just getting our shit together. That's, that's, it's going to be too raw one so day. When, so when, be like, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we yeah, were recording it. We had to stop like, and start over. Because I almost, I was like, should I be recording this shit? <laughs> 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 it's be too raw at yeah, this particular point in time. Hey, everybody can get it. That's, that's, that's our motto. <laughs> what anybody it is. can get it. Fuck them. <clears throat> Damn. That's that's how, see that's how RB Charlotte to talk about when we at his crib. This this the his crib attitude. Fuck yeah, yeah, everybody, can everybody, get can get get everybody. Let's can go. Get Fuck yeah. That boy in the crib, comfortable. You know what I'm Better. saying? Y'all know what it is. This yeah. is we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. We back, motherfuckers. I was trying to think I, that came out randomly. I was trying to think of what we was talking about with the pizza before and then oh, that shit came out. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we said. Hey, see, that's what we was like. It's a, it's a, they made this nigga go back and start making the pizza. Like, go and give him the gloves. <laughs> and started singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the pizza. <laughs> I'm making the pizza. <laughs> I'm making the 
pizza pie. Oh, my bad. I'm making it real nice for you. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said, this is how we roll in the door. <laughs> Shit. We, we, were, we were cracking up. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't go in there with the attitude. I was like, I was like, hey, hey, what happened to all the drivers? I was trying to be nice. Yeah. yeah. And he already she gave her attitude on the phone. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They already did what they did. Yeah. They said wings with special sauce. <laughs> they probably get wings. <laughs> <laughs> special. <laughs> no, she didn't give me the wings. Extra I asked, spicy. I like, did, you it, did you keep it warm? She's like, yeah, just give me a wing. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could have said worse. I'm sure, I'm sure they've heard worse than what I've said. Yeah, and in today's, especially out in this area, in today's, excuse me, climate, people don't want to get paid pennies to do the fucking most, Bruh. And them days are dead. Yeah, and I absolutely 100 percent understand that because I'm not making minimum wage, but I'm damn sure not making as much as I should be, exactly. and it. Makes you angry, and then too the thing that I feel like the thing is since you guys haven't updated your wages since the eighties and shit, even though all the prices have gone up, right? You're gonna deal with a certain attitude because niggas know that nobody's done. We got the internet. If you paying seven twenty five an hour, but you want twenty five an hour service, you're fucking stupid. Right? Nobody's gonna do that. Like right. I'm not coming to work happy. I'm not giving you the best that I got. Look at what you paying me. Right. And I'm the, literally here trying to survive. And the fact that I don't think there's a there's a city, a state in this raggedy motherfucker that people can make it making minimum wage nope. off of, <clears throat> off, uh, like, because, number one, apartments, what? When you first go and get in a fucking apartment, now I'm just talking about apartments, they're asking for you to have three times <coughs> the amount of fucking rent. Like, right. insane. But you think about it, <clears throat> and we'll get into this shit later on, three times the rent here locally in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you're talking about $1,600. <clears throat> so you, you want motherfuckers to have, like, almost six grand? Which is ridiculous. On them. On them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make it a month. So they could could feel better about renting you some bullshit where they're going to raise the price $300 next year, even though nothing has changed. changed. Nothing has changed. Fucking nothing. That's what me and B were talking about yesterday. It's like, at the most, like, I could, I I said, and I was being just, I guess, uh, generous with the shit, $100. Motherfuckers raised our rent $200. Mm Mm-mm. They raised over at two hundred motherfucking dollars and ain't shit changed. See, I'm really curious about what they're gonna do about my shit. They're gonna, really they gonna raise it. You can bet I mean, on that. Yeah, definitely. The motherfucker going up. You know, I mean, on a Tuesday. Hopefully, I'll figure out if I'm better off here or I'm or I'm moving. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous right now. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. And we all know why. <clears throat> We do know why. We're going to talk about that later, later on in later the on. show. Later on. It's going to definitely be a rant that I'm going to go on uh, for uh, for a second. But uh, before we do that, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, introduce ourselves. You know what it is. You know who it is. It's your boy, Court, a.k.a. the infamous one, the infamous El Wapo, a.k.a. Bimbo Skillet, a.k.a. the nigga that does this. You can't see it. I'm waving my fingers back and forth in the air like that. A.k.a. to the Black Krypton. A.K.A. Black Go-To, Goku, A.K.A. I Smell Better Than Your Man Ever, Ever Will. Mm. It's your boy. Is that new? 
No, he said last. It's a variation of one. He said it last week. Yo, this is Carl, aka R&B Charlotte. We used to do some shots that shit. Some actual shots. Yeah, bro. Maybe I will. It's time. R&B drive-by. Yeah, it's time. Get KC do the who is shit. Man. Facts. Now we now we working. Yeah, yeah, we 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 stepping into the whole production game now. Yeah, yeah. Elevate the show. This this the light skinned guy. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I used to give like way ridiculous intros. You did, and now I just feel like like, like, yeah, it's me. me. I'm here. Yeah, I mean his voice is lower. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga put on the he put on the sunnies and shit. Yeah, he put on you know his shades and shit. I think you know it's since he ain't single no more because he uses strictly oh, speak to the oh, ladies. Exactly. Oh, man. He used to speak straight to the ladies. And yeah, nah, the, nah. They know, none of that, man. Changed. None of that, man. It's just me, the light-skinned guy out here yeah. in a relationship. Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now I'm the NPR nigga. You know what I'm saying? Thank you guys for showing up today, and uh, we're going to have a great show for you. <laughs> yeah. <Just> stay tuned. <laughs> There'll be cookies <laughs> and uh, punch <laughs> after the meeting. <laughs> Sister Johnson is back. <laughs> <Sister> Johnson. <laughs> the new building should be up. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the whole reason why rent is going up, specifically in the DFW area, specifically in the areas where we basically live, which is out, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. burbs and shit. Uh, we'll talk about that later on, but. First, there is a um, mayor, a mayor, oh bro, in uh, Tennessee this who deserves the wrath of the cast. This nigga, this yeah. nigga, this nigga. Whose man's is this? Where did he come from? Thurs apparently should, bruh. This is William <clears throat> Curtis Hayes Jr., the mayor. In Livingston, Tennessee, which I never heard of in my life before right. this. I'll tell you all about William Curtis Hayes. He declared April. April. Not was it a day or was it the month? I, I think it was know. month. I think it's I think he did the yeah, month. Confederate uh, history, history month. month. <clears throat> Confederate history month. I have never seen more people cater to fucking losers. In my life, right? Fucking what the fuck? I don't know where they found this Uncle Ruckus in the flesh. Uh, <laughs> go on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> go on, do it. <laughs> Give us the Uncle Ruckus lyrics, y'all. Yeah. Sing the song. Sing along if you know the words. La 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 la. <laughs> Don't trust them, no niggas over there. <laughs> Spreading that nigga s's everywhere. <laughs> Those nappy nappy head niggas with the fingers on the trigger. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That shit is definitely gonna go in Bruh. right about now. Uncle Ruckus, no relation. I want to sing y'all a brand new song I just wrote called Don't Trust Them New Niggas Over There. Sing along if you know the words. Don't trust them new niggas over there. Leaving they nigga essence in the air. 
Them happy, nappy head niggas with the fingers on the trigger. Don't trust them new niggas over there. Don't trust them big nostrils over yonder. They suck up so much air, it'll make you wonder. Don't trust them new niggas with their spotty little nigger figures. Don't trust them new niggas over there. You gotta play it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we don't catch no shit for that. Nah, man, this is this is admiration and respect. Yeah. You, and and you gotta do all the little with it, with all the little hacks and stuff, where they be like, speed it up 1.5 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Giving that this, but yeah, this nigga is black, and apparently, I was reading a little profile on him before the podcast, and they were talking about his great great grandmother was one of the last surviving slaves in that town, <clears throat> and I'm just thinking. If there was ever a time for someone in your family to hunt the fuck out of you, right? This is it. That been it. This is it. Right. I be knocking all kind of shit over all day at night. I ain't even waiting till night, nigga. All day, just knocking shit, slamming cabinets. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Writing "fuck you" in the in the shower (laughs) stream on the (laughs) menu. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you. Pour the sugar on the counter. Write out some. I got five creative ways to write shit. Write shit. Yeah. Like really, nigga. That's what I'm writing in the sugar. (laughs) Really. The fuck? By the way, this is your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. This, I'm so disappointed. This in is Jiba. I'm sad. See, niggas like that is, is another example as far as why we need a drop squad. Bruh. Yeah. I remember that joint, man. My mom made me watch Drop Squad. Drop Squad was uh, is an underrated mm-hmm. movie. It really is. In, in black culture, I believe. It really is. It should man, be named uh, up there with some of the, the, the must-see. Right. Yeah. So who what? Eric LaSalle was in it. It was some. There's some other notable uh, black actors that, yeah. that I can't. Wasn't I can see their Spike faces, Lee? huh? Wasn't that by Spike Lee? Was that Spike Lee? No, that wasn't the Spike Lee joint. Oh, I, I thought it was. Nah, that wasn't the Spike Lee joint. No, that was that was somebody else. All right, Eric LaSalle. I, I just want to know Spike Lee. Was it Spike Lee? Spike Lee. Okay. Ving Rhames. Ving uh, Rhames is part of the Drop Squad. Vondi Curtis Hall. Like y'all know his face, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, Billy yeah. Ocean looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Him. The one from coming to America that ran up on them in the stadium, and right, stuff, right, exposing them. Uh, who else they have in here? It is you. I can't believe it. I can't, I can't believe it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in all my days. But yeah, oh, they yeah they had mad people. It. Vanessa Williams was in it. I remember her in it. Okay, Paula yeah. Kelly. Kim I think Hawthorne. Which Vanessa? Light skin or dark skin? Light skin. The light skin one. Yeah, I think she was the one that set him up. No, mm. it was the sister that that, that that put the drop squad on him. Yeah. Eric Payne, Cassie Lemons. I forgot Bing Rams was in that thing. That boy was small, too. Yeah, so <clears throat> the drop squad is definitely an underrated movie. Facts. Movie, excuse me, in uh, black culture. Because, I mean, we need some of the motherfuckers around now. Definitely. It's like you got, you got uh, old, old Mayor Uncle Ruckus in Tennessee. You got the... Uh, no lip, all gum, and teeth, motherfucker, senator or congressman from, well, I want to say South Carolina, North Carolina, and North, shit. North Carolina. Yeah. That voted against uh, Katanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Clarence Thomas. Clarence Cole Thomas. has been around for too long. Clarence Thomas, and we get his wife too. Yeah, he's uh, he first on the list. I'm sorry. Tops. Is he first one on the list? I feel like he, he should, if he ain't top three, 
then I need to know who, who up there because Clarence Thomas just been he's been he's been doing this shit for years. Yeah, man, he is a representation of Coonan. Like right. I don't. Yeah, when you when you look up Coonan in the dictionary, right? It's his smiling face see, yeah, right there. You damn sure see his ass. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, Clarence Thomas. One picture is his smiling face. Wife. The next picture is him kissing his white wife. Right, you know, what one of them joints. Her going to throw up afterwards. Her. <laughs> Things I have to go through for power. Uh, oh, yeah, so... Candace Owens. Oh, God, yes. The Haas twins, niggas. Man, they... Did they switch? Up. They switched, switched, up, switched up, right? They switched up real quick. They switched up. Wow. And, and the funny thing is... Them, the funny man. thing is, like, it's, it's, like, it's obvious. And if anybody was a fan before <laughs> theirs, that continue to be a fan after theirs because the shit they were spewing, you know they just did it to get money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to elevate, and that, but that's the sad part is because that's happening. I feel like it always happens to some extent, but more and more consistently, and nobody is being held accountable. It's like you can run as a Democrat this year, and then next year you're a Republican. Right? It used to be like people at least get some time between it, or they do it on the low, low. Right? But now they don't give a fuck, and it's like yo, literally, like yo, all your beliefs just switch, just switch like that, right? Just in one year. It's like Crip and Blood, nigga. Like one, one year they did Crip, next year like, they what blood. the fuck? I ain't like that because we, we had some niggas to do that shit and you get fucked up. It's <clears throat> not allowed. You do some shit like that. You just get fucked up by people that you used to call homies. You know what I'm saying? The Drop Squad movie was directed by David C. Johnson and Spike Lee executive produced, produced it. it. Okay, so he, yeah. he had something to do with it. Yeah, he ain't directed though, yeah. So yeah, so it's it's in it's it's in Spike Lee's uh uh wheelhouse. I just you know, it's amazing to me that in twenty like we ain't all got to to think on the same or think the same about every fucking thing. But there's right. some things in this world that us as a people need to be lockstep in. And Thanks. celebrating motherfuckers who wanted to keep motherfuckers that look like us in shackles for the simple fact of making money and being fucking lazy has to be at least one of them. This, this is my problem with this though. And and I agree. I agree. Like there are just certain lines that even if you decide you disagree, you ain't got to put it on a, on a level, on a national level. Right. Like even if you fuck with the Confederates, nigga, nobody has to know that. You can keep a flag at your house. You know what I'm saying? Right. We never had to know this. Curtis Hayes Jr., you want to make it a fucking month? What the fuck are you doing, bro? Just enjoy. You got Confederate memorabilia. You like to dress up as one of the soldiers and get spanked. I mean, I imagine because they lost. I don't know what else you. It's not like when you're going to dress up and win. You don't even know how to do that. Right. right. So, but I was reading this profile. <clears throat> not only is he the first black mayor of Livingston, he was also the first black police officer. And then he was the first black deputy. So I feel like they did a reverse drop squad on this nigga. Right. And they've just been raising him up in Livingston. Like on some like get out shit. Like right. if you go to dap him up, he's going to stick his hand out. And you're going to be like, ah, it's the get out motherfucker. Ah. Like that's how I feel. If I, if I go, hey, what's up, bro? And you go, hey, I'm like. Okay. Yeah, I don't trust you. Mind control. Yeah. So mind control. I gotta go. Okay. Yeah, because this is uh yeah. I 
and he got a black fucking this. I know. I need to know where this nigga daddy at. William Curtis Hayes Jr. Now imagine William Curtis Hayes Senior. I feel like he probably a mechanic with that cigarette hanging off his mm-hmm. lip, and just like yeah, I knew that boy would never gonna be shit. Right, got some overalls on and shit. Right. One, one of the motherfuckers hanging got the titty yeah, out. Yeah. Right <laughs> titty is hot as fuck. <laughs> So that boy ain't got no shirt on under that shit. Yeah, I done told his mama that boy ain't gonna be shit when he was young. Talking about he wanna be the motherfucking law. I don't, I don't, I don't know why you do this. <laughs> Should have never gave that boy my name. <laughs> junior, ain't no goddamn junior. junior. I don't know him no more. Why do you do this? I don't. So I think my my thing is uh, <clears throat> the significance of making this a month. Now. The state he's in, I mean, I know it has some like racist. Well, every state has some racist background to it, but it's not even like Indiana is the home of the, the Klan. Klan. Yeah, like they're still one of the most racist places in the U.S. Which I was surprised to find out because I just assumed Mississippi would be the reigning champ. Well, I, I just, I just didn't think that Mississippi doesn't have the funds. But they, they too Keep poor. They're like, poor, we would yeah. like to ascend to that level. Yeah. We don't have we just the money. We can't. Right. Be in the poorest state. We got, we got to be low budget racists. <laughs> we got to like spew racism in an affordable manner. That's all we got. Ours is a more up close and personal racism. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you know, like other places, they yell at you and drive off in their truck. In Mississippi, they could just take off and then hop on a bike. Like fucking I just yeah, man. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. And like you said, I, I don't know where Livingston is. It's, nope, me either. It's probably some podunk. Kick mm-hmm. town with one fucking stop sign, a stoplight and shit. And one one stop sign and thirty five hundred American flags. Right, and he's the right. he's the one black friend that everybody yeah. you know says yeah when they're trying to refute the fact that they're racist and shit. And this well, is where have, people I have get black it. friends. At least. Yeah, yeah a this, black. This is where one. niggas be like, well, I haven't experienced racism. Like all the white people have always been nice to me, and it's like, bro, if you one person in a fucking pool of millions. <laughs> That's what I never understood. I mean, you can speak from your own experience, but it's like, if you look like me, and you look like me, and nine million other people look like me, and they're like, we've had bad experiences with these people. Right. And I'm one person, and I've been like, no, it might have been pretty good. I don't feel like that's enough to statistically, logically, or anything be like, yeah, there's no racism. There's no racism, right. It's, it's, it's not a thing. That especially motherfucker is just an outlier. There's just millions of people now, lying. Especially now, you know, with social media being so prevalent. It's everywhere, so you, you can't hide from it. You can't hide from it if you wanted to. Yeah, you know. So, fuck you, William Curtis Hayes. Yeah, fuck you, Junior, not Senior. Senior probably you probably yeah, cool. Senior probably cool. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened, man. But put the other strap on your what your titties hanging out. Put the other strap on. <laughs> it's gonna be all right. That carburetor mm-hmm. is gonna work eventually. Your hands got that black oil on it. Mm-hmm. That's why he probably did this. I never wanted to be like my daddy. Them black ass hands. <laughs> <laughs> Working on cars all day. Mm-mm. This is real life Uncle Ruckus. Real like, life, yeah. Pretty much. Real life. Pretty much. Amazing. <clears throat> they out there. Be careful. Oh, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's more than one. I'm sure there's more than one. Which, which 
leads to like us talking about integration and integration either being like something that was good that happened and we know people fought for it or was it actually not good because you think about it now like i'm making an assumption but maybe william curtis hayes grew up around all white people had a mostly positive experience and had an overwhelming number of white people tell him confederate situation had nothing to do with slavery it was about states rights and he bought into it and so now he's like you know what it doesn't have anything to do with slavery and you're like no. yeah, that's 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 the, the <clears throat> thing that they tried to pass right by people but what yeah, the states' rights it's states' to rights own and people, history. right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it had that. That was in it. Slavery was a big <clears> fucking <throat> part of it. Quit, they, quit really? with that whole state right bullshit, like because it's that's their rebranding. That's oh, yeah, their yeah. like they love throwing that shit in your face. That, when that company drops bombs and kills millions of people in Iraq, and then they're like, "We're not going to stop. We're just going to change our name." Right. You know, we, we're not that company anymore. We're a new company that draws bombs. That does the same, same thing. stuff, right? So, like, it's, it's it was a Confederate rebranding, but it was an actual campaign where the daughters of the Confederacy helped in like reteaching revisionist history. So instead of what actually happened, they made um, <clears throat> like pamphlets, like you know, they wrote out like stories of people and. Turn people into heroes and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so that they could feed into that to make it acceptable and palatable. And I feel like most white people knew it was bullshit, but they're like, they lost. Okay, yeah, you just give you're, them, just give them you know something. what? You're right. Who who was the the president that basically like had the had the when they had the showing of um that fucking movie that old boy did. Oh, um what is it called? The I don't know racist movie in the White House, right? <laughs> that should pull it up. Pull it I, up, right? Damn, what's his name? Just remade it. Nate Parker. Yeah, Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Okay. Birth of a Nation. It was released in 1915. <clears throat> And the president who watched in the White House was Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, right. So He said it's like writing history with lightning. That was his comment about Birth of a Nation. And then, and then there was some, some shit, and I'm paraphrasing, about healing the wounds between the North and the South and bringing mm-hmm. back, you know, brothers. It was some shit, and it was like, <clears throat> no. You know, like, these motherfuckers lost. And the shit... Was was treason? Like this, it was. Like mm-hmm. like it just. To, it was treasonous to the founding ideals for this great country that was stolen from the indigenous people. But they had these freedom of religion, freedom of all this stuff, all these freedoms, and they're like, okay, well, you know, maybe the blacks should be free. I, I guess, right? You know, let's do that. And they're like, no, nah, 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 I don't think mm-hmm. so. It was more right. I don't think so. Well, and what's interesting, it, it made me think when you just said that, Court, that maybe that, and I'd have to look it up, was like the beginning of Democrats or like Democratic politicians. I don't know if Woodrow Wilson was one, but conceding. Because like you said, they're like, you know, 
uh, they just lost the war, blah, blah, blah. Let's kind of bridge this gap. So they start conceding and giving them things so that they can patch things up and have peace. Right. And it's like it's never stopped. Right, because they're still doing it to yeah. this day. They right. still do it we, in spite that they don't concede shit on the other side. Right, we have to be able to work with folks across the aisle. And like you said, well, the folks across the aisle, when they have their turn in power. Oh, my God. Absolutely 100% not willing to work with you at you all. You can't stop it. And they Motherfuckers going to run exactly. over you. They're going to say one thing and do another. They don't give a fuck. It's crazy. And that's why, like... It it feels like the idea was let's integrate with them because when we don't, when we didn't, it wasn't that we couldn't. We with the resources we had, we still were creating towns, mm-hmm. banks, schools, right. employment. You know, tending the land. We we produce. Right. We had our own. We doctors. are the least we laziest motherfuckers in, in this war. whole place. But right. get painted with that with that fucking brush. Right? Yeah. Which is oh, yeah. fucking weird to me. Propaganda, man. Right. Us us and the Mexicans. We're the least lazy motherfuckers in this country. And always associated with it. That's the most ridiculous thing. To me, that is perfect propaganda for how you continue to keep paying those people low. Right. But anyway, <clears throat> I feel like the reason the integration became a thing is because when we were developing those things, Black Wall Street or all that kind of stuff, racist motherfuckers kept burning Burn it down and destroying it. Right. So we like, well, fuck, we don't have resources to continue doing this. So it's like, all right, y'all do have the good houses. Y'all moved to the best parts of town. Y'all got good schools at that time. So fuck it. We'll get in with y'all. And... You know, we'll use that to better ourselves. And I do feel like people like Dr. King stuff afterwards. What was your the quote? It was, and I'm paraphrasing again, <clears throat> he, he, he said something to the effect that he felt like he basically, um, integra- integration basically was leading his people into a burning house. Right. Because I think once you get the inside view, you realize, oh, shit. It's not what I thought it was from the outside. Oh, damn. Maybe we should have just stuck with what we were doing. Right. And I, I think he's right to a degree. Like, I really, I mean, I feel like the integration now is mostly beyond where you can, like, really successfully segregate. So I'm not for, like, segregating. Or de- Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like. Resegregating. Yeah. Like, Unresegregating. In the yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So it makes me wonder what, <clears throat> if that wasn't the agenda, and it wasn't pushed like like it was. What? I th- some odd years ago. What do you think our country would be like? Would look like now? Yeah. Wow. Um, I think. That was a broad question, but it's like if if popped in my head. If if the fight for, okay, you motherfucker fuckers. Claim this separate but equal shit. We want the equal part. We mm-hmm. will keep the separate part. Give us the equal. What would that look like? I don't know, man. Like, cause I, there's 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 two possible <clears throat> outcomes, right? Because when we were separate and quote unquote equal, we would build some shit, amass some wealth, mm-hmm. amass some you know property and land and shit of our own. And then these motherfuckers would just come in and burn it, burn it down. Tulsa, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think it happened in Philly. Uh, 
motherfuckers who don't know, Central Park used to be a whole black fucking town yep. mm-hmm. before they started, you know, you know, yep. basically kicking black folks out to make a fucking park. <laughs> um, so in an episode of Atlanta recently, um, I still have, I, I'm bro, you so have on this season. I highly recommend a watch. I think so you will not regret it. I, w- I watched. I watched that the first part of the first episode with the with the white ladies. It fell okay. asleep. Yeah. On the second part, and just having. I'll make it a point after I get finished uh, doing what I do with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that because at the beginning, it's the black dude and the white dude in a little boat, and they're. He's talking about how he felt like something was pulling on him. He almost drowned. And the white dude was explaining, like, this is built on a town, like a black town that used to be right here. And now there's a whole fucking lake over it. So it's like all these little things that are popping up now and getting more attention now consistently happened then. So that's why, to me, it makes sense. Like, we have to integrate because when we build our own, you jealous bitches come and burn the shit down and attack us. So you won't do that if we with y'all. With y'all, right. You're not going to burn down your own shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. They wouldn't firebombing no shit with with, uh, uh, white kids in it. Like, not. I mean, if you was a part of the civil rights movement, yes. Right. But it's like if I'm in, when they was in school, they getting spit on, they doing everything. Nobody firebombed that shit. Nobody blew up the school because they got white kids in there. So that was, you know, to me, that was the, 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 the definition of like this is why we should do it and it makes sense i feel like nowadays there are areas of most cities most major cities that are completely segregated anyway there's an opportunity in most major cities dallas included for black people who have amassed some measure of financial wealth to go to those sections of the city and produce programs and use their resources to cultivate essentially what we would call, you know, a Wakanda in that place. But we, I don't think we have that mentality and it's always been no. challenging to develop that unity. Right. So I don't foresee it happening. Ever. Like, ever. I don't, I don't see a, 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 a time where black folks move step in and step with each other. I just don't. Because we can't, we can't. Yeah, just, just, there's, there's too much. It's too much infighting. I, yeah, there's too much, too much jealousy and envy within our own people. That, I, would, I, I wouldn't necessarily say jealousy and envy. I, I would, do. I would say that because when I see, especially out here, you know what I'm saying. You know, if I see you know a brother in a, in a nice car. I'm not, and this is you know we dealt with this when we first moved here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Niggas are up in your car. Look at look at you. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I think I think it's you know, it's it's the same thing that happens <clears throat> in other cultures. It's just exacerbated by, by us being black, the haves and the have-nots. Right. And our haves and our have-nots are in close proximity of each other. Yeah, because they be in your family. Right. They be, they be in your family. Yep. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they'll, they'll be in the same fucking neighborhood that that you frequent or that you live in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um Unless you know you you pull and you move somewhere like out here, where you're surrounded by more halves than knots, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I guess yeah, jealousy and envy to a certain extent. But but hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thought before I, before I, before I forget it. I think it also comes from the ball being dropped after 
we got integrated. After integration happened, mm-hmm. it went from, okay, now we have, or now we have access and we're going to the same schools and living, being able to live in the same neighborhoods that they have. Now I'm working to basically get the same shit, the American dream, instead of saying, well, okay, but we still need to have our shit also separate. We still need to also build up our neighborhoods. Our neighborhoods need to be as as well mm-hmm. off as the so-called, you know, good right. neighborhoods. Right. So, in capitalism, because now niggas can, I'm sorry, now, 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 now black folks can work and, and be in industries that were, at that time, um, they weren't allowed to be in. Now I can, so... Let me go amass as much wealth as, you know, the white man. Right. And I think the focus shift, because, I mean, I was, I was there, but I wasn't there. Uh, the focus shift from that shit in the 60s and parts of the 70s to, oh, now I'm going to get mine. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the design of capitalism, though. Right. Is, and if you have, you got to think about it, too. If we go from the crack epidemic and the you know drug dealer error into the '90s, where technology starts picking up, you know slowly but surely, Game Boys, Talk Boys, all that, and you have white people constantly and consistently telling you, if you just apply yourself and do this, you yeah, can have the, the American whole, dream. The whole bootstrap bullshit. So, so yeah. niggas started saying, "All right, fuck it, I'm gonna take you at your word." I mean, we still experience racism. But you get money. You get your Jay-Z's and your Oprah's and your Beyonce's. And it makes it like, oh, shit. Like, it can be done. And it can. I mean, those people are outliers. And I'm sure if you broke down the numbers, they're, like, extreme outliers. But at the same time, if people buy into that, they're not worried about all the other things. They're not worried about unifying and all that. And so, like, I agree and I disagree when you're saying... You don't think people will, like black people will ever like come together in that regard? I agree because I've never seen it mm-hmm. sustained, but I do think it can happen because I feel like certain events happen that we can't predict. Um, like they had the the uprising over in a uh, fuck what was the Middle East Saudi Arabia whatever they had the all the people turned on the di- dictator and all this stuff. I got to look it up. But, and, and then, like, George Floyd, like, how all that happened, and Trayvon Martin. Like, there are things that happen that we find common cause in. Gaddafi? Nah. Nah. Because that was, us, you know, us. Or the yeah, US. that was the U.S. They did that shit. Egyptian. It was an Egyptian thing that it went down because of Twitter. I remember Twitter got a lot of credit for everybody communicating, and they were in the streets, thousands of as most of the young people. But anyway. Um, and yeah, we bombed the fuck out of Gaddafi after we were friends with him for decades. Because we right. shit. So, but I, I think of like the, the killings of black people. And how it becomes this lightning rod of we have a common ground to be against. And I, I never want it to happen. But it does make me feel like either there could be multiple incidents. Or one incident that finally clips it together and it's like not only do we because stuff comes from that that's what the black lives matter movement not that that's a fantastic example of unity yeah, nowadays but no. but 
the, the point is, incidents <laughs> happen and things are birthed from that. So I, I, I'm hopeful still that, you know, we'll, we'll have something, maybe not a tragedy, maybe something else that'll draw us right. together and it can be sustainable long enough. I don't think we can sustain it, sustain it forever, but long enough that there's some real positive change right. for us as a people, not just for the people in that organization, but for all of us. Right, which kind of, you know, what I want to circle back, what you just said, like the positive change for those in that particular organization that's come out lately about yeah. how, how some of the folks in uh, BLM have uh, financially um, gained from the movement. And what I say to that and to people who basically are lambasting it or calling it a fake movement or whatever it is, like those individuals, yeah, what they were able to, uh, I guess, come up on, yeah, it's fucked up, but the movement, the meaning behind the movement itself should not die because of those individuals. Right. Because, I mean, you know, and, and I, I think the branding with Black Lives Matter was all kind of fucked up, too. And mm. they left out a word. They should have put two in there, too. Black my, Black Lives Matter. Because you wouldn't <laughs> have any questions about this shit. Like, there wouldn't be a counter. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I, I think the the spirit and the meaning behind the movement needs to live on even if that shit dies. For sure. And it sounds like it should. I think, I don't know that it will just because now, because of those things you just brought up, brings a negative connotation immediately. And that's what happens is that talking points and politics filters in so much to our daily lives that I could be in a room full of white people that I work with and I could legit be like, you know, because Black Lives Matter. And as soon as I say that, they have their own preconceived notions, thoughts. It's a terrorist group. Uh, all Lives Matter that kick in like that. Right. And shut. so it shuts down. So it's like <laughs> then it's hard to use some of that stuff because I'm trying to keep this open course of dialogue with whoever. But, yeah, I think I, I would be interested in seeing what a world in America that wasn't integrated the way it had been would look like. I feel like integration would have been inevitable anyway because people are going to fall in love with people from alternate races. Right. Like, that's right. going to happen. That's going to happen, yeah. And there's going to be life together or whatever. But I also think it's possible that had we pooled our resources in such a way that, like, for example, and I just, you know, Clutch of Pearls, my Caucasian-American friends, but, like, to where we had our own militias or military force that protected our town or whatever who knows where we'd be today you know what I'm saying if they couldn't just come in on fucking trucks and firebomb us and stuff like Black Wall Street I was looking this up in that town they're talking about in Atlanta in the episode Mm -hmm. it's called uh, Oscarville Oscarville was in Forsyth County um, and the they ended up with a W or an no, they built Lake Lanier on top oh, okay. of it. Yeah. And it had a thousand, uh, about a 1,100, uh, population of black people. Did they shoot that shit on the real lake? I don't know. Cause they're in Atlanta. So they might have, I there was some real ghost shit. Those niggas are serious. Yeah, I wouldn't been there. But listen to this. So 1912, two incidents in the County, which really led to them getting to where they put that lake over it. Guess what it was? White woman getting raped. White woman! Mm-hmm. Assaulted. 
two, two alleged assaults against white women reported. They end up grabbing two niggas for it. A few days later, white woman's body found in the woods. They blame the niggas, and now it's off to the races. So mm-hmm. they said that somebody confessed to the crime, and then they ended up uh, mob seized this one dude, as always happens, beat him to death, hung him from a telephone pole, and then there's like this wave of violence in the community because now they just got to, you know, fuck niggas up. So, uh, it looks like uh, black people moved out because they didn't feel safe anymore, of course, since you got niggas hanging from telephone poles. And went to Atlanta. Right, right, right. Where they <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you, motherfuckers. Wakanda! So, uh, yeah, they took their businesses and all that, man, and dipped out, and they end up building the lake there, which... Here's another part nobody talks about. The Army Corps of Engineers in the United States has been responsible for flooding multiple lands, black and indigenous people, and creating man-made sources of like of minerals or water where people used to live. And I, I believe they're a government entity. They are. And that's how they were used to impose violence on underserved community that's crazy but yeah that's crazy yeah but i I, yeah i think it's just a whole different thing if we're integrated man like not integrated i mean segregated because it's still happening now it's just not it's not talked about to where niggas is busting into schools and stuff right like you go to south dallas you rarely see little white kids in those schools there's black people there's black schools there's black teachers it's Black people. Those black black and Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. I work over near uh Highland Park. I am usually, if I go to lunch, one of the only black people in the area. Typically. Really? Yes. Yeah. That has to be some some nerve wracking shit. It's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic. And me, me and my girls talking about it, and she was like, she feels like she's used to being in places where she's like the only black person, which I get too. Like, go to some places and some circles, and that's going to be the case. I think for me, it just always is something I'm, my mind kicks in like with an alert. Cause now I'm not just representing me. And I, that's my other thing. Like, do white people ever feel like that? Like, you ever feel like you're representing all white people when you're somewhere with a group of only black people? I want to know. I feel like I would like to know that answer. Basketball court. Because <laughs> I'm. Do y'all feel like that? If y'all around like just nothing but white people, do sometimes you feel like I'm representing all of us, or not even I'm representing all of us, but this is going to reflect on their views of uh, us. On us, right? Right. Depending upon how I act, depending upon how I, I, I say. think. I think more so for me, it happens in professional settings. Mm-hmm. Like. I was the only black person um, on my in my in my whole group. Well, not in my yeah, in my whole group. I'm a bitch. Yeah, mm. yeah. For the longest, and they just hired a, a, a sister not too long ago. Um, nice, but um, yeah, I think it, for me it's more professional. Um, so, what do you? Because if you really drill down into that this added stress and pressure on us so what what part of it in that professional setting like do you feel like all right I, like do you feel like i can't fuck up because this or do you feel like i can't say certain i things? can't say certain things it's yeah that, it's that who sent that shit one of y'all sent that shit uh with the black lady 
on uh, Instagram talking about if she really spoke like like a nigga uh, in front of white folks, in front of in front of in front of her work colleagues, how it would go, some shit, oh. something like that. And I want to mm-hmm. say it was on uh, Instagram or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like, and that's how I feel. Like, but I've gotten to the point now. Uh, especially with the people that I work with, shout out to them that I'm pretty much comfortable with, you know, yeah. being at least 85% of myself. Yeah. I mean, the, to the point that it's a term now, it's code switching. Right. But it's like, I don't know that they feel that same way around, maybe in specific instances, like you said, in basketball court, or if they walk up in the studio, I mean, do you have... if? If you white and you go in the studio and they number niggas and they in there smoking weed with chains on and stuff, you either got to be like the nicest rapper in the room or the coldest sound engineer on this part of town, right? Because like, what the fuck else? You standing in there and they all, you know, everybody start Wu Tang in there. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely feel what he's saying because, yeah, I know they sent you out to the boonies, bruh. What you was in uh, Boise, Iowa? No, Boise, Idaho, nigga. Idaho. And Cordy didn't really help matters any because he kept making me paranoid and shit. You know what I'm saying? He would do some research. He text me like, you know that uh, 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 Boise's like, you know, 95 percent white and the rest, the rest <laughs> nice. of it. I'm like, nigga, I ain't on a plane yet. He already made make me paranoid. But um, I did encounter some stairs you know um and i got the more of the weird stairs when i was actually by the college because there was a uh, everybody's telling me at work to go to this um i can't think of the damn uh grocery store kroger yeah yeah it was a kroger and they had uh, like a big, huge food court, um, and like on certain days they played live music. And he was like, "Yeah, it's a really cool spot to to hang out at and to grab some food at." So I, you know, I went, you know, and it's it's close to the college. I mean, I could see the stadium, you know, from where I was, and you know, I'm bumping whatever. So I'm driving through the parking lot, and I'm getting stares. You know what I'm saying? You know, of course, you know me, I didn't care. Um, I went inside and grabbed my food, and then that's when I saw I see more black people. I was like, "Thank God!" Mm-hmm. You know, I saw I saw a whole family, mom, yeah. mama, dad, kids. And I, I just wanted to run, run up and hug them. Like, oh my God! Did y'all do the do the head nod? We did the head nod. Yeah, yeah. we did the head nod. And then I saw a guy who worked there. He looked at me, and we did the head nod. You know, and. Uh, that so head nod is important. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a universal sign that yeah. everything is all right. It does, yeah. right. Because yeah. I'm like, if, if it's I not. If I don't get that, I'm like, okay, I'm Bruh, it, not only that, but it's an opportunity. Like, if you the only black person, you see another one, and you get a head nod, <coughs> and you slowly go like this, like shake his head no, you know, no, nigga, in a bad it's situation. time to go. It's time to go. So it's like, it's, it's a whole fucking system of communication exactly. in just that movement. And so I went and grabbed my, grabbed my food, you know. Of course, it was in season, and it was horrible when I got back to the hotel. So. <laughs> Just saying. Um, and the funniest thing is that uh, me being the only black person that in my whole department is that they had a contest of uh, 
baby pictures. I'm like, well, I'm not going to join this contest. She's like, why? I said, y'all already know who the fuck I am already. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, why would I send a picture of me as a baby when y'all already know it's me? Okay, that's Carl. He's the only nigga we got in the department. Yeah, that's going to be the first. Yeah, somebody get yeah. that wrong. They're just an idiot. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so they thought it was they, they thought it was funny. Because, you know, but I would say, like, I'm, even though I work from home, I do talk to them. A lot of folks in the department, uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. And do you feel pressure? No. Okay. I don't feel any pressure at all. Okay. None. Um, because I'm, I'm well, good at good. what I do, you know, um, and I very rarely make any kind of mistakes. You know, I get in, I get out. Yeah. Uh, five, five o'clock, you know, I'm punching the clock. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they like my work ethic. You know, and I, I show maybe 90% of my personality. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things that I know that I can't say, you know. Yeah. Even though it crosses my mind. Um, so I keep it to myself. But that's, And I think that's the thing for me when I think of pressure in the work environment. It's only if certain topics come up and... Recently at my job, like, they very candidly talked about, like, the transgender situation, which doesn't necessarily directly affect me. I was just surprised. Like, yo, they just brought this up and hashed it out from both sides, like, right while I was sitting there. And it made me think, like, if they brought up BLM or if they brought up white privilege, now I got to jump in and say some shit that could or could not change the way my coworkers view me, which mm-hmm. is uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's pressure in that regard or in the regard of like certain topics brought, like if they start talking about skydiving or some shit and hey, you know, we should do it. And then they all look at me because I'm like, you know I'm not doing that right. shit. But you're waiting to hear my response of how I'm not fucking doing this. Right. Like stuff like that. It's like you're gonna fill that hole of we're not really diverse like that but we got you right just the vibe that I get from my, de- my department if if it ever was brought up they wouldn't they wouldn't do it in my presence yeah good yeah, yeah like, ble- like BLM or- and this and, and I, I I talked to my girl about this because I was like this is the uncomfortable part for me I can have discussion about it if they want to bring it up I don't think I should I don't think it's going to benefit anybody, but I feel like I make people comfortable by my personality and who I am. Mm-hmm. So we get to that point, you know, where like, like you're approachable, right? Where it's like, yo, we gonna bring that up at right. some point. Like we're gonna cross that line because you seem cool, and it's like I haven't. I don't feel like I've mastered being approachable, but also being to the point of like, yo, don't fuck, don't let's not fucking do that. Without me saying that. And I feel like that's what I would end up having to say. Like, I would have to say, like, man, we not, we yeah, not we, fucking we, talking we about talking this. About right. Yeah. Right. I'm like, let's, let's all either take a lunch or go back to our desk because we're not having this conversation. You're right. going to see a side minute you're not going to Right. Because we'll, we will no longer be friends. As right. soon as I start right. calling all of y'all Caucasian Americans, y'all going to be looking like, oh, my God. <laughs> what's going on? Pink, pink people. <laughs> Alabaster community. Right. See? So, yeah, I, th- I feel like integration in 2022 versus the view for 
like a Martin Luther King in 1965, totally did. If I, like, remember when uh, the Boondocks brought MLK brought back? back? Brought back life. I yeah. feel like it would be, like, to some degree, he'd be like, damn, that's what it looked like to be integrated. Oh, shit. Right. You know, maybe they already had programs and ideas in mind that were way better or would have put us further along than where we currently sit. I'm sure he, I'm sure he did in the fact that he, his next uh, battle to fight was the whole economic Right. For everybody. Which is the crux of the issue with integration is in when you speak about things being equal and fair. Once once they conceded, okay, y'all can come to school with us. Y'all can whatever. We're gonna treat y'all like shit, but you're here. Right. Then the next step was how do we find ways politically and locally to continue the social economic advantage we have? So then you have redlining, you have um Racism when it comes to home ownership, mm-hmm. banking, because, okay, cool, y'all can rock with us, y'all can be there, fuck it, we'll take, you know, from y'all's culture, that's what we'll do, because right. that's what we do, that's what we do but right. y'all ain't gonna be paid like us, y'all ain't gonna be consistently passing down generational wealth like us, that's not happening. It's, it's amazing to me just the shit that, that, that continues to keep happening. Over and over again, it's like history rewriting itself. It's just it just looks different than what it did, you know, back in the days. I don't know if y'all remember uh, or have seen the Little Richard movie that I think they did on VH1 or some shit. Leon played Little Richard. Leon plays everybody. Yeah, Leon, Leon, Leon plays, is the yeah. go-to he for was like, with gold, yeah, gold yeah, yeah, the biopic, yeah, before entertainers, before, yeah, for entertainers. Oh yeah, Chadwick did do James Brown. He did. So. He did. He yeah. Did. So. Uh, <laughs> that was, was like a, we got a uh, movie coming up. Uh, famous black person. Is Leon Let's check back with him. We What's tried last year. Leon was busy. Yeah. <laughs> but black people love Leon. <laughs> it was him singing "Tutti Fruity." Oh, and but they would cut to a white guy. It was Pat. Oh Lou, yeah, 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 singing yeah, that yeah, shit too, yeah. Trying to keep up with him. And, and every time be. he couldn't, every time you know Rich would do something. And, and keep going like you would see it, and Pat would be in more distress. And then by the end, like he was just fully on, full on sweat and shit, panicking. And and it, and is and is that like we see that today? You know what yeah. I'm saying? I was like, yeah, like they they shame uh, black women mm-hmm. for the way that they dance, and then turn around the way they dance, the way they look, the way their they hairstyles, look. Right. and then they, they adopt all they of adopt them. that shit. Yeah, and and put it on TikTok even got y'all chasing the shit. Even got yeah. black women chasing the same shit. That's some really like psychopathic shit, almost. Like I'm gonna make you hate yourself, and then I'm gonna dress like you around you. Like the fuck? That's like some serial killer right. level psychopathic shit. Right, right. With the whole uh, corn roll slash what they call box braids bullshit. Oh my god. To to the to the fake asses and 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 the lip injections and shit like that, like you're literally being copied, but they're telling you to hate yourself. They're telling you that you can't get the job that you want because your hair is in locks or it's, it's in braids. Where they're sitting there taking that shit and trying to make it into their own. Like it's it's a weird thing to watch, and the weirdest part to me is that not everybody gets it. Right. You're right. Not everybody gets it. Not everybody fucking sees it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in 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 this section, 
or the part of the podcast may be a little jarring for our our, our Caucasian American brothers and sisters. And I understand that. Like it's uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. to hear about shit like this when you're on the outside. You know what I'm saying? But we're on the inside. We're telling you. Right. You know We're not making it up. We're not making it up. We're not we're seeing you. things. There's not millions of people having a shared fucking lied experience. Like, that's the most ridiculous shit. Right. And I, I think, I remember when, um, I think it was Jane Elliott, when she was on Brother Ali's podcast. Shout out to Brother Ali, Traveler's Podcast. And she was, she was talking about, no white person ever admits they're racist. Like, if you just ask them, hey, do you think you're racist? No. And they give you reasons why they think they're not. Because that's the, you know, socially very low tier. Right? I mean, nowadays they might not give a fuck. Right. But her point was, if you ask them about bias, though, that's there. That they can acknowledge. And she was like, that's what we need to build off of because the bias is there. You might not feel like it's gone to the vitriol of racism, but you know when you see certain things, you have certain... We do. We have biases. You know? If I, if I pull up in a fucking town for an event and I see... Five houses in a row with American flags, and one of them got a Confederate flag, and they outside having a barbecue, and niggas got shotguns on the porch. I'm leaving. I'm not pulling up and staying there, right? Because I don't feel safe, right? And that—that's my bias. I could stay there, and they could have been the coolest fucking people. Pass me a beer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, I don't have beer, boy. You know what I'm saying? Drink. Enjoy more. yourself. We ain't You're had too welcome. many of y'all around here. Prime, prime yeah. example is. Is uh, uh, our old neighbors, Shannon Trevor. Oh, okay, yeah. Prime example. You know, straight out of Tyler, rednecks, you know what I'm saying? The nicest people and will do anything to help you no matter what it is, you know. Um, like you said, you, you kind of, some way, judge, you frequency, or yeah. you judge the book by its cover. And, but a lot of times, because of previous experiences, we had no choice but to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I would yeah. have never, I honestly would not, not have ever spoken to them until they came knocking on our door that one day and invited us to, the, to their barbecue. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, because um, I saw you know, him in his big truck, you know what I'm saying, and uh, um, you know, blasting the country music and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so we immediately just put them in the category. In the category. Yep. And and like I said, <clears throat> I probably would have never spoken to them, would have said two words to them, but they broke the ice by knocking on our door, inviting us, you know, to a barbecue. And I've been friends with them ever since. And we and we do it with ourselves. Like if if we go out in the parking garage right now and court see a nigga with a shag and a little <laughs> <laughs> But it's like you already have made up your mind about some things about him. Yeah, we, we were right. I mean, yeah. I mean and sometimes you, we are. <laughs> sometimes they are. Like, that's the thing. But I feel like our biases typically don't lead to, like, murder. Right. And that right. end is the bottom line and issue. Murder of them. I think right. our biases towards each other. Leads, oh, for sure. Lead definitely leads to to, to right uh, to more 
you know, but yeah. But I think that's why, like you said, Martin Luther King was coming around on that. And I feel like Malcolm X was never really for integration. I think he was more like coming around to, I have, you know, Caucasian Muslim brothers also who I can accept and love because we believe in the same thing. I don't think, I don't know that that was going to expand to like all you Southern white boys come to the nation of Islam. Like it wasn't going to be no shit like that. It was just like, we have common ground, but there's still mad issues here. It it opened his eyes enough to to actually meet with Mark. And right, and to be able to, he had already had a preconceived notion about about Martin uh, before he went to Mecca. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so when he came back, he was like, "Okay, well, let's talk." And and the the they said there there was the white young lady who came up to him like, "What can I do?" And he was like, "Nothing." Nothing. But he turned around later and was like, "You know, I should have told her." Like, but essentially, what we say today, which is. You need to get with your people mm-hmm. and deal with the, the racism and shit. And that's the thing. Like, the more uncomfortable you make people, the more likely there's an air for change. But if they're comfortable, then there's no air for change. That's why most people, even ones who do illegal shit, like you got QAnon, you got all these other people, right? They find like-minded people to find a comfortable space. Or like we was yeah. talking about the pedophiles. You find like-minded people to create a comfortable space so you don't have to change. Because mm-hmm. if you if they just in a regular space where pedophilia is looked down on, right. then they're forced to you know look at themselves, figure out what's wrong, try and change these things. If right. not, you're just trying to find ways to do it without getting in trouble. Right. We was talking about that before, before the yeah, podcast. Before, yeah, Sorry. Before, way before, yeah. We ain't going to that shit. No, 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 no. We ain't found shit on that. You touching that shit. But yeah, like... I like we don't have a clue. Yeah. What, uh, separate but equal would look like in 2022. Would it be a good thing? Excuse me. Would it be a good thing? Would it be a bad thing? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But we're, we are where we are at this particular moment. Facts. And it's about improving the future for folks that come after us. So. There can truly be a black person that says, I've never experienced racism. And it not be, you know. And be completely sincere. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they've it, been in multiple environments, right. not just they little podunk town right. in Livingston, Tennessee. Fucking Tennessee, right. The fuck? And, 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 then, and it's more than just like, you know, an outlier. It's more than just one fucking person. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. And then, like you said, so you was like, it might be uncomfortable for some of our... Uh, white family to hear this but it's like you gotta hear this and get the insight from us who are experiencing it so that you if you want to can do something about it you know my boy Chris shout out to my boy Chris you know he be asking us all the time like when things pop off like how y'all feel you know what can I do or how can I help and you know he talks about getting into it with his family cause some of them inherently old racists and mm-hmm. shit and he gets into it but it's like he's challenging that so I feel like even in challenging that, you're creating an air for change rather than just being like, oh, that's grandpa. He's going to be racist. Be, yeah. They pass the potatoes, grandpa. What? Niggers? Where? You know? <laughs> 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 I said potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I thought you said there were. Okay. So it's like the conversation. And that's the problem is that white people, especially ones who are comfortable with racism because it doesn't affect them, 
don't want to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. That's why anytime you get close to having those conversations, almost immediately they're at the point of like, haven't we done enough? Really? Isn't that enough? 400 years ago. Really? Are we still on this? Now you want to teach the kids that they were racist and CRT. and that, It's like they don't want any education on it because they want to just bypass it so they can continue the system that benefits them. That's literally the bottom line. There's right. no other reason. There's no other reason. Right. Because why can we learn about Confederates and how the fuck they took an L and got their ass beat, but you can't learn about them being slave owners and stuff? Like, right. let's put it all in there. But, you know, whatever. Confederate history. I feel like we should come up with some kind of celebration for Confederate History Month that will really piss them off, and we should record it and send it to Livingston, Tennessee, and let them know, let them know. that Listen. we are enjoying Confederate History Month to the fullest. Because it, it, like, we, like, we, we should do a reenactment of, of some famous Confederate battle that they really admire and love and just really fuck it up. Like we was going to do with the, the, the prayer the circle and just go into the, go into the, uh, the, the dance-off, nigga. We got to come up oh, with something man. that level. Oh, man. They would fucking lose their shit. Yo, we got to do that. We got to do it. That'd be hilarious. For the ancestors. We got to. Yeah, yeah. For, we got for, to. For, for, for what's his name? Willie? What's, what's the dude's name? Oh, oh. William. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Something Hayes Jr., especially for his grandmother. Shout out. You know his great? Yeah. Whatever her last name was. Yeah. Hey, we got to do something for her because I know she is spinning right now. In a great. William Curtis Hayes Jr. William fucking Curtis Hayes Jr. Fuck you. To the fullest. This one's for for Grandma Hayes. Yeah. We we got y'all. We're going to celebrate Confederate History Month. I mean, it's almost over now. But, you know, we can be ready for next it's year. It's amazing how that shit came out, like, almost at the end of the fucking month. They knew what they was doing? This nigga knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got time. We got time. We got time. We got, We're going to come up with something. Six days. Um, we got next. We, we can wait till next year. It ain't got to be this year. We, I feel like we should try and brainstorm and come up with some stuff this year. But try and play it out like next is, year. It's one of those things that's going to take some people. Especially like reenacting, like like you said, you want to react like a yes. battle and shit. Yes. And then during the middle of the battle, we do the prayer circle, uh, pump it up and shit. Just a bunch of niggas fucking dancing into to pump it up, pump, pump, pump. This pump, shit's gonna be crazy, pump, nigga. Pump, pump it up. We need oh to make sure God. all of our shit is unlisted before we put this out there, because <laughs> these niggas might show up. Mm-hmm. It's our ride. Hop in the truck. <laughs> Let's go. They're not going to do us like that. It's our history. They be on, hey, they be on the news. They be like, there's a, a, a line of pickup trucks with Tennessee license plates coming up 75 North. <laughs> Don't know where they're headed. Yeah, that's like you. The fuck out of town. God, nigga. They going up hey. 75, we going the other hey. way. We, hey, as soon as they get here, nigga, we need to pull up in Livingston, Tennessee, nigga, just start squatting in their house and shit. You know what I'm saying? We straight up swap with them niggas. Right. They'd be like, we're going to find you. <laughs> we over here eating oatmeal and shit at their house. <laughs> <laughs> Doing Facebook lives. Man, these little houses in Livingston, they ain't bad. Oh, hey, what's up, racist? Yeah, we up here chilling, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm going to keep going with that, so I got to stop. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah. Woo! Maybe something next year. For Confederate me. History Month. Yeah, Confederate History Month. Yeah. You give me a jacket. Yeah, we got something for you next year. 
I'm definitely getting me a jersey where Confederate is spelled wrong or something. <laughs> I, yo, I'm trying to go all in on this. Yo, so, um, next. Hold on. I was looking at the topic list here. Yeah, I'm not really sure where to go with it. Oh, go go in on your what's going on with the, the prices here. Okay, okay, so. Deep breath before I get oh into my, my into my rant. rant so I, we alluded to the cost of living here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and growth is cool. Growth in any city, I think, especially major city, you want to see that because growth means jobs, it means more opportunities for people, better living for folks. But yeah, this shit. This shit is getting out of hand. Like, uh, we were talking about earlier, I think the average rent in Dallas-Fort Worth has gone up 18% this year. Mm-hmm. 18%. I mean, people are probably paying anywhere between $150 to $200 more for shit that they were paying for just last year alone. And I remember back in 2019... Just before or just at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was looking at trying to get a house. I was looking in a particular area. Uh, I was looking out in Aubrey, um, in Union <clears throat> Park, mm. and went to go see a house. And the houses out there were low to mid to high twos. And those are older houses, right? No, oh, these are new, brand oh, fucking new. From like this year? Uh, oh, Union Park. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of further down. Okay, you're right. So Union Park, Union Park is dope. Union Park, they got they got own gym, fucking swimming pools. They got elementary schools and middle schools built into that motherfucker. It's a dope fucking subdivision, and I wanted to live there. And at that point in time, you know, just because of you know credit issues and shit like that, I couldn't get financed for the money that I needed to be able to buy a house and afford a house there. 2022, credit's cool. Money, not so much, but credit's cool. But I can still get approved for the amount of the new house in 2019 mm-hmm. I'd have been able to afford in 2022, except those houses are no longer lower twos, mid twos, high twos. Right. They're now in the lower threes, mid threes, almost fours. For the same fucking house, ain't nothing changed. That's wild. The prices just went up <clears throat> that far. And that's attributed to motherfuckers moving here. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say it because I know motherfuckers <laughs> are coming from other places other than California. But y'all are the biggest fucking group of people that are moving here. Stop mm. coming to this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand your job is relocating and shit like that. Yo. Texas ain't what you think it is. Mm-mm. It ain't what you think it is. Let me tell you, number one, like, those those protections that you have as far as, like, employers not being able to get away with certain shit, you Ooh, know, fire you for any reason or whatever. You don't have that shit here. Yeah, them niggas will fire you today. Right. Mm-hmm. After they took you to lunch and treated you. And they ain't got to tell you why. They ain't got to tell you why. Just go on and walk bye in. Bye-bye. Healthcare. From what I understand, is more expensive here than it is in California. 
I don't, the reason I don't think that they're going to listen, though, is because just that cost difference from gas mm-hmm. to housing the taxes housing. to houses. Housing. In general. The potential to purchase land and a house. I get why they would move here. I was encouraging my cousin who living in Long Beach to come here. So, you know, because I'm like, the money will go longer here. What she pays for or was paying for a one, I think it was a one or two bedroom with one bathroom. And it costs the same as like a two bedroom, two bath here. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm, you know, if she like, what you doing? I'm getting gas. And I'm like, yeah, shit, it went up to $2.30 something cents. She's like, don't say shit to me because I'm out here paying $5 a gallon, whatever. You know, it's like there's always that variation. And I think it's built into their experience. So maybe they get used to it over time. But people started coming from California. Boy, Oz. Oz moved from California to here. And it's like your money is going to go longer. You basically could be like a, a middle class person in California come down here and buy a mansion. Oh, yeah, basically. So yeah, they gonna, California, uh, New York, you know, DC, any place like that. I I feel like, it, I mean, to some degree, I guess it has. Everybody says supply chain, but like that, and the fact that I don't think housing development here has caught up to the influx of people, right? To the demand, right, right. So yeah. that's where we're really fucked. Supply chain issues and shit like that. So. I guess my wonder is once that is no longer a thing, mm-hmm. will prices start to drop? Like, well, they're already predicting a a uh, a crash that's that's coming. So, mm. what does that what does that mean for somebody? So, I bought a house in twenty twenty one that was sold to me for four hundred thousand dollars a year before was three hundred grand. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for me um, in the next couple of years? It's probably going to be fluctuation. Because I, I imagine even if there is a crash and the value Wait, plummets. Does it, yeah, does the value dip? Right. But that, as is the nature of mortgage and real estate, there's ups and downs, yeah, ebbs and it flows. Always fluctuates. So, so unless you plan on selling your house right when it goes low and taking the L, you ride that bitch out and hopefully in a couple of years. So does that benefit folks like myself? Locally? Yeah. It will I feel like it will perhaps because at some point not that demand will catch up, but it won't the the scarcity won't be there. Right. So people won't be offering Twenty thousand dollars cash on top of the asking price to get the house. It won't be that desperate, right? You know, and then it'll be opportunity because I feel like, and then the other part of of because it is you know the influx of people, but it's also I found corporations purchasing homes, purchasing apartment units, complexes, all like their whole companies are buying up houses and all that stuff so that they can offer it to their people. So that's also you know, permeating the market mm-hmm. and making it so that it's it's tougher on you know local people. Local people, right? But I I, I agree with see it. I mean, I haven't seen it as be a crash, but I feel like it, it can't be sustainable. Because it's, it's eventually it can't because wages don't go up. Right, wages don't go up with the you know same pace as everything else. 
So unless it's going to bottom out and, you know, everybody's just going to be fucked or that wages will go up a little bit, but things will fluctuate and change and people will find, you know, Texas wasn't that great. We're going to move to so-and-so. Like, people are going out just as much as coming in. So I think, you know, it's going to stabilize. like 300 people that move here a day. Like, mm. that's fucking ridiculous. And I see videos on YouTube of people from California complaining about certain aspects of Texas. Like this one lady was talking about how narrow the li- the lanes were on the highway. Yeah. And how many trucks there were here. And it was like, you didn't do no research before you came to this motherfucking shit? Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. Take your ass back. You know what I would think is funny and would be a great TV I could, show? I can't say that on YouTube technically. <laughs> what I would... What I would... uh think is funny and worth watching is to have somebody who's a little bit naive be like okay yeah I'm moving to Texas like a white dude and either he's single or takes his family and moves to Tech Bay what he thinks is Dallas he moves to Houston accidentally and he's like it's not what they say you know it's just fucking black people everywhere mm-hmm. black places to eat everywhere and he's like I mean Dallas is okay I guess then you know Somebody has to break it down to him, like, this is actually Houston. Right. <laughs> and then they should be like, he has like six months to decide whether he's going to stay in Houston in this blacktopia or he's going to go to fucking Dallas with, I mean, you know, he can go north or whatever and be around white people. Right. And I would just, I would watch that. Then follow him around Houston while he experiences all that black people have chicken to offer there. Chicken place, chicken place. <laughs> seafood, 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 barbecue, seafood, barbecue chicken, barbecue. food, Turkey daiquiris, place. drinks. <laughs> liquor store, liquor store, liquor store. Yeah, I just, you know, in all honesty, like, yeah, I've kind of made it hell mm. for the folks that, that live here. I know that y'all, y'all are coming from a place that's super expensive, but you love it there. They have water uh, and mountains apparently that you can climb because that's one of the ladies main fucking uh gripes was that she likes to hike mm. and there's no walkable or, or drivable within like a reasonable amount of distance to get to to hike and i'm like mm. okay like you didn't know this before you moved to this motherfucker like we're landlocked there's not a lot of water in this motherfucker unless you're talking about lakes and shit you're not going to find a lot of, because we're not mountainous, we're hill, hill. not even hilly, we're yeah, flat. Right, right we're very flat. Yeah, we're flat up here. Not like country, no. yeah, Hill yeah. country, you find some hills and shit, but, nope. yeah, you should you should have moved to Austin. That's what somebody said in the comments. It's like, well, if you're looking for that, you should have moved to Austin. Yeah, you I had, agree. You had more, a better, a better time. So That's the only thing, thing that, she, that she liked about living in Texas is open carry. Nice. This is a black lady, by the way. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, but I mean, it's nice to be able to like keep the strap and not I still, have to. I still don't do it on a right. regular. I feel. I feel so. I. I would say this past year, more than anything, I don't know why. It's my own like paranoia's, but it's like I. I have days where I don't. You know, it just it's in, in my apartment. But I have days where I'm like, nah. And I grab it, and I'm bringing it in the car with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just have this mentality of, okay, it's, it's there or whatever. I don't know why. I, I feel like some days I feel like I don't want to be caught in a situation without it. Some days I feel like that situation is not going to happen. 
It just varies. Eventually, this year, I'm going to have one in the car so I ain't got to keep transferring. Right, right, right. And I'll probably add a shotgun, too, um, to keep in the crib just because I've always wanted one. Um, but that'll do it for me. I don't have no plans on getting an AR or nothing. That's just not my particular. I'm not good with it. I don't care for it that much. I want to, like, hone in on pistol and the shotgun. Then maybe I'll move to it. I don't know. Right. No, I'm getting an AR. You should. Yeah. I'm trying. We went out. We, I went out with my boy in the wrong, and then we went out. Steve, we was out uh, by Texoma fishing and chilling. We was shooting discs. And the first time I had ARs, they was firing them disc off. Nigga, I missed every single one. I was like, damn, that shit looked like it was right on the dock. I'm like, fuck. They was roasting my ass. I said, fuck this gun. But I actually, I felt like after that, like I wanted to learn how to shoot better with it. But then I also felt like I want to shoot better with the ones I have. So. I was just trying to focus on that. That's what I'm right. saying. I might come back around. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Californians and all other out-of-towners just making it tougher for us. And then eventually it's going to be tough for you, too. That's the thing is that you're going to come here and do all that. And, I mean, again, I don't know if they plan on selling, but, yeah, the value is going to go back down. And you have an overpriced home. You'll be underwater. Right. Essentially. <clears throat> and it'll so, be a home that's hard to sell for anywhere near the value you bought it for. That's my concern for all the people that are going out of their way to do this stuff now. Like, I understand wanting a house, but it's like you've got to know that your house value is not going to stay where it's at right, right now. That's why I'm thinking I'm, I'm probably two years away from this shit. Mm-hmm. Unless something extraordinary happens, like, you know, a nigga win the lottery or, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, or somebody, you know, <clears throat> here's a podcast and they're like, look at these niggas a million dollars. Boom! You know what I'm saying? It's then, out there. Let's go. Then, Let's do it. Then I'm not, I'm not probably going to be able to buy a house for another couple of years, which sucks, but I don't really need it. You know what I'm saying? I want it. Uh, just because I have certain, you know, things in my house of, you know, I want to get a I got a smoker. I want to get a bigger one or another one. So, you know, being able to have, like, a backyard space, a garage to keep the shit in would be, mm-hmm. you know, nice. Yeah. But, uh, you know, living in apartments fucking sucks because you're basically better off just putting your money in a trash can and setting it on fire. Yeah. Because you're getting absolutely nothing from it. But other than, a you know, a roof over your fucking head, which I, I guess is, you know, Important, but yeah, I don't, I don't see me buying a house for another couple of years, maybe, you know, unless, like I said, some shit happens. And with the current state of the market now, if it stays that way, it might not fucking happen at all. Mm-hmm. And home ownership, unfortunately, in this country is a way to independent wealth, mm-hmm. to build wealth. Like, mm-hmm. and it seems to me. The gold pulse gets moved further away for some of us um, when I, we start to get closer to shit. I was going to say, too, man, like, I feel like on the low, we got to start pooling together because I've seen, I have cousins in my family who've done it. I've seen other black people do it now, which is instead of just going in for a house, which there's nothing wrong with that. I'd like a house as well. 
but they pool together some money and buy some property that they can keep in their family right and build a home on and i think that's a really good fucking idea even if you don't live in that home on the land because like they did this in san diego um and they built like two or three houses on the land and i think one of them caught on fire burned down and they like rebuilt it but like their mom lives there you know she has a place to live but she kind of a little stressless like you ain't got to pay all the you know we own the the mm-hmm. land and all that so it's like and they have something to pass down and i think that's ultimately what most black people have never had and want so it makes sense in terms of within a family or even if they're a group of friends doing it like do, pulling it together and if y'all get your paperwork together because it's money you know and you if it's going to another generation, you're going to need paperwork on that. But right. if it's family, man, like if UNC put together a little whatever and buy some property in an area, you know, like maybe not like that high in value now, but maybe later it will be or fuck it. Like it's not. And we just we want this like build whatever you want on it. That's the beauty of having land. And I feel like we haven't had that experience on a wide scale to even feel like we it's something attainable. Right. But it probably is more so now than it has been in the past, at least as far as your shit being burned down tomorrow because somebody white see you and like, he owns that. Right. That's why I want to, when I get my house, I want to do research of the area just to be sure. You know, first of all, I don't want no poltergeist shit going on. Speaking of poke the guys, this nigga just rose from the dead yeah, and hopped right on the right, right, right. like, I was like, nigga, what in the fuck? No, he did. Hey, he did. Just like this. Speaking yeah. of that, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I don't listen to y'all. Oh, shit. Damn, pizza and me sleepy. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a bad idea to eat before the podcast. We were sleepy last time. I'm like, I'm like, shit. Like, this like. <laughs> and it was just pizza, yo. Like I'm like, God damn. Yeah, sleepy last time, but yeah, I mean <laughs> I don't want my shit good on no 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 Indian Braille ground and like that. Grounds. Native American Braille grounds. Yeah, nah, Native son. American. You know, plus they they just buried us anywhere, so it's like, you know. Uh, and just research of the area as far as you know, crime can happen 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 anywhere, but like, you know, small reports, you know, See the cross running on the yard and then two blocks down the street. So mm. That's going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? I you just, my, so, my thought was my like. My spot's going to be heavily surveilled, so yeah, straight man, up. I'm going to know if you step foot on my shit. I mean. Straight up. It, it, cause I, I Nigga agree, get the sky net joint to come out the ground. <laughs> I, I had dreamed that, that either either we're moving into my house or to your house. And and um, I was getting. Uh, Yes, he gets to out, so probably get shrunk. And of course, you know, white folks are peeking through the windows, like that. You know what I'm saying? And I was getting all your all your guns out, you know. And I made sure to make let them make, make mm-hmm. let them see it. Like, I think you, I think you, you got to when you move into a new neighborhood, man. Kind of establish that shit. Yeah, you got to set the boundaries. Yeah, yeah, just just walk out with your shit out. It's like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, you, where you have have roll. And then just have your dick out, and then you want to have the shotgun hanging where like they can see it <laughs> under the rope, and you just hey, what's going on, neighbor? Hey, how you doing? You know, wave or something. Hey, how you doing, Miss Johnson? Good morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then just go back in the house, and don't ever do it again. Just do it that one time, that one time, yeah, and they'll forever know. One time needed. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. Cause they'll, they'll let the new folks that move in though. Yeah. He uh <laughs> He's packing. Yep. More ways than one. Right. Right. Be careful. Right. Watch yourself. But I, I, I think that's the thing, man. That, that community, like collective ownership, is a positive thing that should happen in more black families. Because a lot of times, because of the way our system is set up, there's not that many of us in our family who are financially able to just, you know, boom, I want this property, or boom, right. I want this right. house. But if we pool it together, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't advise doing it with people in your family you can't stand or some shit, but, you know, if you actually like the person, maybe. But I just, I like the idea of, of, of and I think we all do, of generational wealth where you, I'm passing down something tangible as well as not tangible. You know, even if you ain't got kids, like, you got nephews, you got cousins, you got nieces. It's like, there's some reason to put forth effort to push something down the line. Yeah. So they can have something that, that that's theirs. Right. Yeah, makes sense. They not starting from down by 14 like most of us do. Trying to figure our way up out the shit. The crux of my fucking shit. Just, I don't want something to call my own. There you go, man. My own, and it ain't got no damn management company linked to it or nothing like that. Yeah. Apartment living has become really untenable, though. Like, just not even with just them going up on rent for no reason, but the with that housing boom, now it's like if you're near any fucking thing, like, they just make up shit now. They, like, you know, it's, it's a great view of this school that's nine blocks away. It's like, I can't see that shit, nigga. Right. But they're like, it's in the neighborhood. So, right. so you get to get the view. Yeah. It's like, I can see a stop sign from here. That's it. <laughs> and they're like, uh-huh. That's why it's one bedroom, uh, 2100 a month. And, you know, it's it's a great area. And you'd be like, the fuck? I might as well get a house. Right. And that was my thinking. It was like, well, if you're going to charge me. You know, $1,400, like, I could be paying that towards a mortgage right. and building equity and some shit. I know, because my friends with mortgages, that's the stuff they be quoting. You know, anywhere from, I know people who got a mortgage on a fucking four-bedroom house paying eight, 900 a month and shit like that. That's the shit I need in my life. They on the other side of town, but, you know, how much you need it in your life? Because... You could probably still do that if well, you're down for like Cedar Hill or But that's the whole thing is like I wouldn't be opposed to it other than the fact that it would be mad inconvenient. You know what I'm saying? Like because I I work over here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? All my family is over here, so anytime that I'm going to you know work or to see anybody, like I'm coming this way, and I'm just I'm driving. Yeah. So that's just like more time lost, you know? Yeah. Versus you know. If I'm already in the area where they're at, you know what I'm saying? It's Oh, I get it. I guess I think that just becomes how much you like you said, you want that space of your own and it's not tenable up here, I think. And I mean I know a lot of people down there who have it because they like living over there. I'm more determined to have something up here because this is my preference. Right, right, right. And it, yeah, and it's my preference, yeah. Yeah. But I can understand to a degree if a person's like, fuck it, I'm going south of six thirty five. Cause I want, th- like, I want this experience. Like, I want 
my I want a mortgage. I want the property taxes. I want everything that come with it. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just like I'm just getting started, because that's the other thing. A lot of people tend to think because of the length of the purchase, like this is it for the life for life. Right. You know, unless for some reason in ten years you sell, and it's like I think it should be thought more of as an investment that is producing equity. But if I decide this ain't what I want, I can move on. To I can be out. Right. Right. Yeah. Either, I, either sell it or I can rent it out. Right. Exactly. And now you have an asset that's appreciating or making money for you. So instead of starting with nothing, you know, you have some somewhat passive income or something in that regard. So that when you go to get your next spot up in Union, what is it? Union Park. Union Park. You know, you got something popping off for you down there. And it contributes to whatever you have. And so, I mean, right. you know, that's my thought. But, you know, it, it, and it also depends on what all you have, man. If you got, like, kids, you got a girl, you got a wife, you got a husband, because all that factors in. Yeah, but, so speaking of that, how many bedrooms can you get? <clears throat> I need three. Hmm. Yeah, I think I would do four. Yeah, I need three. Uh, one for myself. One for, you know, this shit, you know, with the equipment and all that kind of office situation. And then one for if somebody, you know, needs a place to stay, you know, whether it be just for the night or, you know, however, you know what I'm saying? I think three is the very, is the minimum. I, I would love more, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I've thought about everybody has that situation. Like, if you, if you won enough money to do this and money wasn't an option, what would you do? And yeah, I, I got that as a plan if that ever fucking happens, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, shit, two, three, uh, three bedroom, two bath, four bedroom, two bath, flat though. I don't want anything <coughs> upstairs. Yeah, I, flat, flat. I ain't doing stairs. Oh, um, no stairs? No stairs. No stairs. I, I, I specifically would like stairs. You know what's funny? Being, uh, me and my girls watching the show. And they were, like, getting houses, but, like, outside of the country. Something like House Hunters International, something like that. But it was a single mom with her son. And... She black? No, no, no. She was, like, I think South American or something. And her son was, like, nine, whatever. So they're looking at the house, you know. She has, and Before they started, she was, like, what's something, you know, you want? And he was, like, well, I'm in my own closet. Because I guess where they were, he didn't have his own closet. Bruh. There were three houses. Two of them had a closet for him. She picked the one with no closet for this thing. Wow. Bro, we laugh about that shit to this day. Because that was all Damn, he asked for. for was Yo, closet. all he wanted was the closet. And he ended up just getting, like, one of those, like, clothes racks that you can put the hangers on and mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, what? damn, nigga. I got to find wow. that shit. Oh, it was so fucking funny. Because I remember when she was excited about the house, like, he was, like, looking like... There's no closet. Yeah. I only asked for one thing. You had one job. Poor kid. That shit was fuck. I'm sorry. It was funny. Poor kid. That's terrible, but it was funny. <laughs> it was funny as shit. Well, yeah, that's so. up. <clears throat> Ownership is important, people. Everybody wants it. Well, not everybody wants it, but you know. Yeah. Some people are happy, happy against him. I, I don't see how you're happy if you just kind of think about what an apartment is. Like I don't see how you're happy with it. Some people are happy and content living in the apartment. Shit. I feel like some people it's just familiar. Like it's just what mm-hmm. if if that's what they grew up in, like it's what they've always known and it's what they're comfortable with. 
you know, that month, month and not having to take care of certain things on their own. Cause that's a whole nother mentality to home ownership. I think like a, a, a possessive mentality. Like you said, I want something that's mine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't have to have that mentality with an apartment. Shit go off, stuff fucking around. You call in the oh, office. Yeah. It's different with the house. Ain't no office to call. You got to break out that wallet, man, and start, you know, so it's like, and then, you know, maintaining the yard and all that type of the stuff. Some people just don't the, have the, the HOA fees. Or, yeah, some yeah, people just a don't lot, have the experience. A lot of the shit with HOAs, they'll take care of the yard, at least a front <laughs> for you. Some do, some do. Yeah, some some do. Like, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of HOAs to begin with. But I don't know I, nobody who is. I don't, th- I don't think there's any way to get, a, to get around it these days. I think every new, you know, mm-hmm. bill. Every new gotta, division has an HOA. Just go have, it's going to have an HOA, whether you like it or not. It's hard to get around it. That's fine. I, I have a, uh, my fellow Americans speaking of HOAs. Oh, okay. Yes, indeed. Do we, uh, do we still do it like we used to? Yeah, okay. come on, man. Beep, 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 beep. It's been a long time since I had to do that, but I did it, and I still remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. And and my thought this week with my fellow Americans is is two is dual sided, which is you you have to know the difference between being a good neighbor and minding your fucking business. Yeah. I think I think it's important. Yeah. I think it's really important because I've I've I feel like I've been around some experiences now where it's people thinking they're doing something neighborly, but they're overstepping boundaries. Yeah, yeah, you're doing too much. And it's like at some point you got to give you an example. Now, y'all know me when it comes to like domestic violence or whatever, like that's a trigger for me. So I was at my girl house. Her neighbor's across the street. Her, her uh, lot is on the corner. Neighbors across the street, kind of like one house over from the corner, arguing, going at it. And I'm like, that, like cussing each other out, going back and forth. You could hear a little, it sounded like a little tussle, but nobody was hitting nobody. It was right. like a, maybe just a little, little shoving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. she grabbed him, he tried to push her, that kind of thing. And then she started talking about, uh, <laughs> she started talking about shooting this nigga. <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I'm like, all right, well, because we chilling in the backyard, we can hear, and we're thinking because these are black people. So oh, this is this right. is the issue we're faced with. Because I'm thinking like, yo, this could escalate and be bad. But my first thought is, let's go inside where you know we're not all in their business. Of course, we was listening and whatever. But when it started getting it's like, let's go inside. And we discussed that, like calling the police. But then it's like, police. Right. They're going to come and make it worse. Worse, right. right. So it's almost like you got to take your chances with, you know, maybe this is uh, Roscoe and Tanya and this is how they get down mm-hmm. for the last 35 years. So we didn't call the police. <clears throat> Nothing happened that we knew of, you know, that escalated. And I just felt like by doing that, we were good neighbors. And we minded our fucking business. Right. And I'm like, why can't more people do that? I'm surprised that nobody called, though. Yo, I I have to think either the people on the corner might not have been home because they usually be outside. They might not have been home. But even if they were, they black, too. Mm -hmm. I really feel like it was a mass 
thought of let them niggas work that out. You know what I'm saying? And and I want to say that to my fellow Americans because there are white people who listen to our show, our Caucasian American friends, and y'all are quick to think y'all saving the day calling the police. You are fucking not. You are about to exacerbate the situation. You're going to make it worse. You're going to make it worse, yeah. Somebody could potentially get tased or shot, you know what I'm saying, or experience some undue racism. So I think don't always think you're saving the day. And don't always think police are saving the day because they are not. Now, I would like to partner that with I am 1,000% against domestic violence, anything where a woman is getting, you know, verbally or physically abused. Right. So this was very a strong emotion for me because I'm like, yo, if this nigga two-piece her, now I got to hop the fence with the strap. Like, that's a, what I'm on. Like, yo, this is just get wild. Mm-hmm. And that was partially also why I'm like, let's, let's go, go inside. Because right. if we inside, we don't hear it. And I'm not even weighing these alternatives. You know what I'm saying? Am I hopeful that it didn't escalate? Yeah. I didn't want, but I think the problem is people think if I do something, I would have prevented X, Y, and Z. Like I would have prevented Tanya from shooting Roscoe or Roscoe from beating Tanya's ass. When it's very possible, you're not going to prevent shit. Huh? These aren't the real names. No, no, I just made these up. Okay, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. No, it's not? Okay. Roscoe's a little. I mean, yeah, yeah. A little on the head, and it's terrible. But so anyway. Tyrone? I'm just saying, man, I think my Caucasian American friends tend to think they're going to save the day or they're, the police are going to save the day. And a lot of times, say 99% of the time. Just mind your fucking business. Right. right. Let, let adults deal with conflict resolution the way they do. You know? I, I think this idea that, like, afterwards if something happened, this regret that they feel like they would have really drives their decision to be like, no, let's do it. And for me, there was a potential for regret. But it didn't drive my decision. Because the potential for me to mind my fucking business was stronger. Right. And for nothing to happen to the people I care about right here. Because if that escalates, it affects me, which affects them. You know what I'm saying? It's a chain. And it's like by just not inserting myself in their bullshit, there was no ripple effect. Right. So that's that's my example. And I really think, you know, you guys should take the time to when you're overwhelmingly feeling like you should do something just to... I feel like this happens more with our Caucasian American friends than us. Black people mostly grow up being trained to mind our own business because our parents tell us, mind your fucking bit, stay out of adults, uh, in a, an adult's place. We get all kind of stuff like that. That doesn't mean we're not nosy. We, we can be nosy than a motherfucker. But we ain't going to be all up in everybody's business like that. Right. Because we understand. We also want Tanya Roscoe at it again. Yeah. Yeah. We understand it can be a ripple effect. And I, I would like to share that with y'all. It's okay to mind your fucking business sometimes. It's not going to become a lifetime movie just because you heard it or you're involved. Just chill. Sometimes just let things happen. And what happens is happen. Like, it's not your fault. You're not Superwoman. Right. Or Superman. No Superman. Yeah, you just the fucking neighbor on the corner who needs to go in the house and mind their business. And that's what I identified myself as. The neighbor on the corner 
needs to go in the house, mind his fucking business. And that's what I did. And that was it. That was the story. No police were called. No police were called. No yeah. police pulled up. Nobody got shot. Nobody got tased. Tanya and, and, and Roscoe probably had a wonderful makeup sex. I don't know. That shit was... I don't know. Nasty. There was a gun to somebody's head probably during the shit. <laughs> biting. And <clears throat> somebody got spit on. Oh, somebody definitely got bit. Them niggas yeah, are aggressive. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are aggressive. Yeah, and I mean, and, 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 I mean to, it's not really a check, but it's, it's hard... For a lot of people, I guess in relationships to, I think I think there's two two, I don't know, not necessarily schools of thought, but like like I've seen two on different spectrums, and I've been on one side of the spectrum uh, in my relationship for the longest, mm. where it when it gets heated, it's fucking heated, and you mm-hmm. say and do shit. That or you say shit that you wouldn't normally fucking say, right? You know, to a right. person when you're having a fucking low blows come out because right. we try you're trying to hurt each other, right? It is emotional type thing, yeah, and shit like that, yeah. So, and, and usually that's all it is. It's it, it's, it's words. So, yeah. But and see, that, and even in that, if when you were going through that, if every time y'all popped off, let's say it happened in the garage and the garage was up. And people call the police every time. That potentially puts your yeah, life at risk. Right. That puts you at risk of all kinds of shit. But it's like if people just like, hey, man, you know. Even even if maybe later, if you wanted to be like, hey, man, everything okay? You know, I walk by, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's somewhat acceptable. You still kind of nosy as fuck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's better than I called the battalion of plain OPD out here. To see what the fuck is going on. They probably would show up in fucking droves. Bro. This motherfucking Pulling up hard stop, nigga. Right. Guns out. Ready. Because shit else better to do. Nigga, cop was, 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 see, seemed to be a little uh, confused that I didn't, like, know my, you know, what's going on with my fucking neighbors. No, because I mind, and that's what I told them. I mind my business. I stay to myself. <laughs> Bruh. I, like, I don't know the motherfuckers. Like, why that's would what I? I'm saying, bro. I feel like with... Caucasian American friends not minding their business is a way of life for them. No, well, we appreciate that shit when you know we're out of town or something like that. Right, looking over the house. Right, yeah, yeah. it has its place. Right, but it can't be on twenty four seven. That's not necessary, and that's gonna get you in some shit you ain't got nothing to do with. It ain't got nothing. And every black person knows that. Every black person has been in an experience with their family, with their friend, with somebody where. You looked at another person. You said, "You should have minded your fucking fucking business," business, because now you in some shit that ain't got nothing to do with you. I've done it. I've been in some shit that ain't got nothing to do with me, and you feel dumb as fuck. And you like, "Oh shit, I probably should just chilled out on that." So it's like, I don't think that they have that training and experience. So I want to share that because they quick to call the police. They quick to step in and. Say or do something, and it's like sometimes, yo, let adults be adults. Right. Sometimes they can resolve it without anything happening, and and, that, and that's more than just like with like home, like being at your crib and notice some shit with neighbors. That's like when you see some shit like like that video, old girl stealing all that meat at H E B. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. The, and the white lady trying to stop her. It's like no, don't do that shit because you can get fucked up, bruh. 
at can least get killed over some meat. And get killed Choke over some ass. fucking meat. And even if she did work for that particular fucking grocery store, they have insurance. That's my thing, especially when it comes to like people being so protective with like the rioting and mm-hmm. you know stuff. Ha- and like you said, there's insurance, but on top of that, I feel like a perishable or non-perishable item that's tangible can always get another one. I was talking to my daughter about this the other day. Because we, for some reason, we were talking about felonies, and I brought up Grand Theft Auto, right? So we talking about that, and she was like, "If somebody came up to the car and was like, get out, what would you do?'" And I'm like, "It depends oh, if I got the strap on me or not, and if they got the drop on me." But she was like, "Okay, if you didn't have time to grab your gun, I was like, I'm getting out the car. It's theirs. I'm giving them the keys, nigga. I'll vacuum the seats. Like, what you need? I'm not dying for a car. Right? That's ridiculous. And I feel like that's." That is something that they equate sometimes, like these items and property, to lives. And that's why they be so strong when it comes to, like, responding to rioting or, like you're talking about, with the HEB situation. You don't own HEB, ma'am. You didn't order none of this meat. You ain't got nothing to do. You don't work there. Even if you're, like, the store general manager, like, it's, it's... you got another order coming I mean, in. Right. You have not. I mean, what like, do you we think? Got it. We got insurance. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. They think they are fucking saving something. Yeah. And, and then, I, I'm, and I'm like, funny when they get shot. Yo, and I want them to get out of this mentality that every time they insert themselves into somebody else's business, that they're saving the day. Because a lot of times, majority of the times, you're making things worse. And that's why you hear, you know, sad stories about, you know, Somebody trying to break up a fight, this and that, and they end up getting shot. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Let them niggas do what they got to do. Yo, I remember a story years ago, and it, it was some spot off of some little club or something in 70, off 75. And the young brother was, by all accounts, like this great young man, tried to break up a fight. I think they say he got stabbed. Yeah. And died. Yeah. And it's like. I understand your intent is like, yo, we don't need to be, at, but it's like, all this, you know, as, sometimes as people, you got to mind your fucking mind your business. business. Walk away from it because, because you don't know what they have. You don't know what they have. You don't know why they fighting. You don't know what their intentions are. You don't know where they are mentally. And you insert yourself even with good intentions. Cause that, that's the thing. I'm not saying that my Caucasian American friends don't have good intentions. A lot of times y'all do. The problem is your intentions don't matter when the shit escalates. Intentions do not matter. Right. Somebody called the police on George Floyd. It don't matter what the fuck their intentions were. It escalated. The nigga dead. Right. Do we care about intentions? No. But had they never done that, my guy's still walking around. Name never known outside of his city. Right. Name never known. It's time to place shit. You know. There every, is. Every situation. There is. And there, there's often a time and a place to mind your business, and it's usually today and right now. Yeah, I mean, we. I think most of us as as black people, we have that instinct. Absolutely, of knowing, of knowing when to like, okay, intervene, or, or knowing when to be like, okay, nah, absolutely, let them do what they need to do. We've been trained, you know? man. Yeah, especially, especially like you're talking about talking about your neighbors, especially if you're used <laughs> to them arguing or, or having. A heated debate. You know, mm-hmm. okay, they just doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's no need for me to call the cops because, you know, uh, Roscoe and and his girl 
always argue about something. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so there's no need for you, for me to escalate it by calling the police. And that that is the part that I think they don't see too is that calling the police is an escalation. They think the police are going to come and solve things. Right. Yeah. And, and they, they don't do that. Worse. They don't de-escalate. Especially but we already know that. And that's why it was a, a consideration like, yo, should we call somebody? And then it's like, nah. Like we almost immediately we like, nah. 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 Let it go. nah. Because we know Cause that's just cuz I'm I would rather regret something they do between each other than I inserted myself. And now we got George Floyd number two because right. my goofy ass called the police. Right. I'm not doing that, bro. Because they're already going to be, you know, you call the police. Right? Say you go ahead and call the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you're saying that, you know, and basically you're telling them that, that this couple, you know, they still are, are arguing. And so, like, you know, they're being physical. So, and that caused mine mm-hmm. already. He's already in, you know. Heightened state of awareness. State of awareness. He's scary because he's probably a bitch. Exactly, and he's not. He's not. He's not a cop of that community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's not used to dealing mm-hmm. with those kind of situations. So he's walking with his hand on his hand on the. Oh, he got already. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Already. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Ready so. to to pop things off to the next level, and that's why I'm like, yo, you gotta. They they. You're not a superhero. The police, oh my God, are definitely not superheroes. You're not saving the day. Just some, just nine times out of ten, just try it. I feel like they don't even try it. Somebody got, just try it. Like they, like you said with H-E-B, they quick to insert themselves. Just try minding your fucking business and see what happens. I bet you whatever you saw happening, it either that continues, you know, whether they stealing. Arguing, whatever that continues, but it doesn't escalate, right? Because you minded your business. I swear they be thinking they finna stop a killing spree with somebody stealing something. Like I'm finna steal fifty pounds of meat, then go get my gun and murder everybody. Come on, nigga. Right. I'm taking that meat, and you know we going to the crib having the cookout. For whatever reason, this person felt like they deserved that fucking meat. And they taking it and they doing whatever they doing and it ain't none of my goddamn business because it's not my store and I don't give a fuck that much. Right. The problem is they give a fuck that much and they think they're helping and I'm just trying to let them know. She, she's You're not. Lucky. I mean, she's in all honesty, she's lucky. You're not. The could have two her. Yo. Or or I'm, she she could have had a. She you had know, a but you already like you already had somebody there filming. They got go. the fucking license plate. There Yo. She's there not getting go. away with there's, the there, shit. Yeah, there's like, no need. She's not getting away with the so shit. No they no got cameras all over the store. Right. Even if that was a store employee, I'd have took my ass back into the store. It's like, that's some wild shit we just saw. This lady stole $200 worth of fucking meat. Right. Like, she gonna get caught. But, I right. Mean, you know, I hope she get to eat a little bit of that shit before then. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and, and, then, and then, too, like, where's the humanity come in for somebody exactly. to, in broad fucking daylight, Still two hundred dollars worth of meat, and I, I give know. a damn. There's got to be some shit going. You on you don't know what kind of food scarcity they're right. experiencing. You don't know what kind of economic situation they're in, and you act. That's what I'm saying. You can't care more about the product in the store than the fucking human in the situation. Right. Mind your business. Just mind your business. This lady, like you said, you already got the license plate. You already whatever. You done your your civic duty. Mm-hmm. You put your fucking phone up and you take your ass in the store to get whatever you came for. The fuck you inserting yourself in shit for? Right. That's ridiculous. She's lucky she's 
she was she, yeah, she lucky she didn't get her ass whooped. Yeah. Boy, if she would have pulled out a rib and smacked her, it just would have poetic because she justice. She had like she had like poetic uh, justice. Them big ass logs of fucking uh, mm-hmm. hamburger meat. She, she could have shot that head with one of the motherfuckers and shit. Because she had 17 of them, so you know, what's, what's one? Be you know what I'm saying? What's one? Gonna keep that one, Karen. Yeah. That's my thing. We've seen too many situations where Karens have involved and inserted themselves in situations that have nothing to do with them. And now we make them famous, which is great because it costs, there's consequences. But also, I would like them to know you ain't got to be famous. Just mind your fucking business. Right. It's that easy. It's that easy. It is. It is that easy. And, and, uh, and we grew up, and I, I was going to say, like, C was talking about, uh, we, like, kind of, like, inherently know it. But I think also our parents really pushed it because, I don't know about y'all, but, like, even if I, would like, see somebody come in, uh, you know, deform, and I, my mom's like, hey, stop staring. Like, it's immediately starting to drill in. Like, yo, that's not your, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. It's cool if you're curious, but stop staring at them. We can talk about it later. You ain't going to go up to them. What's wrong with you? Right. And I feel like that white children don't have that same upbringing. The ones I've been around haven't. They, they feel like they can, they can say anything and do anything they want to do. It's their world. Yeah. It's their space. Until they, they own it. Until they hit with the repercussions. They own it. That reminds me of a story. I think I was in uh, middle school. And oh, it was God. me and my sister... And another friend of ours walking home, like, after exams and shit. Uh, and we were walking down this neighborhood, and we were these two little kids out there. And we walked by the two little kids, and one little kid was like, fatty, 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 fatty. And I looked at him, I said, fuck you. <laughs> and this, this Straight look, up. This look of just distraught on his <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My sister brings that shit up. Oh like, yeah, I, I, remember, I, I remember y'all walking in the house and making still laughing. Yes, her. she laughed oh, the whole way. Shit. She laughed the whole way back. Like it, 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 she, when she tells the story, like she can barely get it out. From <laughs> like yeah, I thought, and that's. I thought you were going to tell the story about the guy we were on, we were on a bus. Uh, this is actually before middle school. We were living in Austin, and we were on a bus. We're heading heading back to the blue house, and. This guy was on the bus and he had he had one high heel and one low heel and you were so curious and you kept like, damn, what's wrong with his foot? Court, stop. So he had a club foot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is one bigger than the other court stop? Oh my gosh. You know, and then, court, and then he got and then, and then court and he got he got a little loud. Really? He was like, he was like, Tim, like, what's wrong with his foot? Court. <laughs> Court, stop. We'll talk about it when we get home. There you go. Yeah. Talk about it when we get home. That's what I'm saying. It's so simple. They don't say nothing to you. They can just look at you, watch you walk by, and then if they want to discuss whatever, cool. But when you start inserting yourself, there's real life consequences. Or it's right. like or it's like when your mom's on the phone and you try to chime in on their conversation. Oh my god, nigga. Oh, oh my god. Yes. Yeah. My mom gave me the look like as soon as I'm off this call, I'm gonna punch your ass in the throat. I'd be disappearing, nigga. Stay out of grown folks' conversation. Nigga go to bed early and everything. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. no. no, I was asleep. No, I know it's six thirty. Yeah, stay out of grown folks' conversations with that. Mind your business. Mind your fucking business. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's important too, but we also shit on folks like when you get those videos of people like 
like for instance, the lady that was getting her hand chopped off. Mm. Right, and, and, and them dudes mm. were just sitting there filming mm. instead of instead of stopping them. It was like, eh, there's only so much you can do in those type of situations. Like, but that's what me and C was just talking about. And sometimes if, if there's a violent situation happening, um, some people have good intent and they want to break up a fight or something, but you don't know the background to the situation. Right. And you jump in, you don't know that this nigga got a gun, that she got a knife, that you don't know what's going on, and you end up inserting yourself and becoming a victim. So I feel like in that situation, if you want to call the police because something like that is happening, that makes more sense to me right. than... A, a verbal argument right. or something like people, that. Yeah. It's yeah. different if I come outside and Roscoe is choking Tanya on the hood of the car. Okay, yes. This now, it, it's a problem. I don't think I could just mind my business. Something needs to be done before Tanya's dead. Cool. Right. But it's like in situations where it's not to that degree, I feel like they escalate it by inserting themselves, whether it's with their comments, with the Karens at the park, and you know, messing with black people when they're out and about doing regular stuff, or Calling the police now, you insert the police in the situation and make it worse. And it's just that those are opportunities to mind your business. You really got to weigh the pros and cons of like, all right, if I don't do anything, what's the potential? What's the worst that could happen? Right. And that's why I said for me, it was like if I don't do anything, worst that could happen, they beat each other ass, somebody kills somebody, and then you know that's what happened. And I. I feel like for me, my mindset was, or they both drunk, they do this often, they have makeup sex, they go to sleep. Right. Somebody got bit. Somebody, somebody got definitely bit. got bit. Yeah, somebody got bit. Asses was getting slapped. But it's like, it doesn't get to that point if I call the police, because now I have made the situation, I've escalated it, because they don't de-escalate, like C said. So it's like, I had to weigh that, the potential that something could happen. That would be terrible. And then, to me, my first responsibility is protecting my girl and her son. Like, all right, let's go in because this shit is getting, woo, niggas is getting wild, Mm -hmm. you know. And then the next is I have a responsibility to black people as another black person. Like, I'm going to forever be the nigga that called the police on Roscoe Baggins who got shot and now he the next (laughs) Roscoe back is like, goddamn, that's not like some fucking Lord of the Rings shit. That's what I'm saying. Roscoe. I don't know why this is the first one that came. I don't know why the Baggins clan. (laughs) (laughs) And then then you see certain situations where there is domestic violence going on, and Mm -hmm. then you intervene, two piece the nigga, and then all of a sudden she mad at you for hitting her boyfriend. Bruh. That is my thing. That's. So it's like you gotta pick and choose your battles. <laughs> Those situations are so volatile that, like I said, with the dude who got stabbed, who broke up the fight, you can have fucking great intentions. It doesn't matter in a heated situation between people whose history you don't know. Mm-hmm. This nigga could have been waiting on this night for five years, planning on it, and you come stick yourself in the middle. Now you stuck. Right. That's on you. And the fact of the matter that is that you know, like I said, if it's domestic violence. The fact of the matter is that you beating up the woman, the the, the guy that she supposedly loves. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. So it's like it, it's a yeah. very. It's a slippery slope. It really is. It really. It's is. A, it's a layered situation, and I feel like they tried to take 
a simplicity approach of I see it, I'm going to do something about it. And it's like, take a second and think about what you see and what your actions will cause. And I think that's what they don't think about until after. After the fact. Because I've seen remorseful white people after the fact. Like, if I knew that, I wouldn't have, you know, because they didn't think about it before. They thinking they helping. And this shit got way worse. It became a fucking news story. And if they would have just minded their business... They wouldn't have this guilt and regret. And it's like, sometimes that's just the route you got to go, for better or worse. Now, it's a personal decision. I feel like back in the day, I would have inserted myself between a man and a woman if he beaten her ass. Nowadays, I have extra thoughts about it. It's still a trigger for me. It's still a trigger for me. But nowadays, I also feel like, again, if I ain't got my strap on me, I'm walking in this thing naked. And I'm thinking, like C just said, I'm helping her. You might start putting your hands on him, and she pulled the strap and put two in you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't know. You don't know. You, you know don't what? know, and you're not trained for this. And not that the police really are trained for it either, but I'm just like. Well, it's better than you didn't try that than you didn't try that. That's the way I see it. Man. It's better than it's better because they they train to get shot at right. Well, they got a license. And they got, to, and they got, they got, they got on right. They, at least they when they pull they the trigger, they gonna get away with and it. They right. have body armor. You know what I'm saying? You, you they do. They're prepared in that you way. Know what I'm saying? Who may not be, who may not, or be strapped. You know what I'm saying? You got your back turned. You two piece in this nigga, and then all of a sudden you take two in the back from her. Mm-mm. Because you beat up her man. That's you know, even though he's beating her ass. Yeah, you got pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose your back. Think about it before you react. Yeah. Because I feel like then the moments when when it's most desperately needed for us to react, then it doesn't happen. Like, I've talked about it on here before. When old boy is kneeling on George Floyd's neck, if anyone in that crowd would have broke through this little, what, they had a little Asian cop, another little cop, whatever, right there. But... Run full speed and knock this nigga off his neck. You might have just added years to this nigga life just by that one action. Now you mm-hmm. go get your ass beat. You, oh, definitely. You, you gonna get beat. You gonna get yeah. You, you gonna get, you gonna get beat you. like you was in the civil rights hey, movement, you my boy. Got the same fucking treatment and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you're right. Back. You might be getting nailed on next. Well, they interviewed the people that that were there that stood by and they're and traumatized. Black, they're traumatized. They're traumatized. Especially the black girl who actually filmed the whole thing. Oh, she's fucked. She is, she's fucked. She is fucked up. Yeah. I saw that. She's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, she's going to be... She's but that's what I'm saying. As some, you have to decide if you can live with the regret of not doing something in the moment or if it's one of the moments to mind your business. And I feel like sometimes, more often than not, especially for us, it's when the police are doing shit that we need to not mind our business. And we tend to mind our business then. Right. Which is a natural defense react like that's survival technique. So right, it makes you don't sense. Want to take that to you. Exactly, because you know how quick it can turn. Right. But also, that's why I said, like, I, even now, I still, if I'm passing by police pulling somebody over, I slow down because I'm trying to see this this black person. You know, kind of know what, especially at night, what's going down. Mm-hmm. Kind of keeping an eye out. This more than one cop. My goodness. Two police cars. They asking you to get out the car. I don't Great. think there's nothing wrong with being parked across the street just watching. Facts. That's all I'm doing. Just a, a helpful observer, yeah, officer. Right. Why are you coming towards me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I'm out. Like, I, I mean, that's the thing. That These are times to not mind your business. 
but they want to choose the you know they feel like calling them is I did my duty and I'm just trying to say that's not the duty yo that ain't it so that's all I got my fellow Americans man mind your business sometimes it's a judgment call but a lot of times it's gonna make it better just mind your business mind your fucking business that's it Beep, 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 that nigga been waiting for the return beep, of this shit. Beep, 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 beep. Sometimes it's okay just to mind your business, go back into the house and don't do shit. Don't call the police. You don't always have to call the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, that was the return of my fellow Americans. Woo! Y'all missed it, y'all. Yeah, man. Y'all missed it, y'all. It was time. We've been at it for a while, so let's go ahead and just wrap it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, uh, don't forget to uh, like, comment, subscribe, share with your peoples. You know what I'm saying? Let them know that we are back in business this season four, the continuation of this episode. You know what I'm talking three. about? Uh, just so y'all know, or you may be new, uh, we switched the recording schedule. We're bi-weekly now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, every two yeah. weeks you get a new episode. And uh, we're mobile. Oh, and we're mobile. also mobile. We out in these streets. Post-pandemic. We in the streets, nigga. We out in these streets, nigga. Be on the lookout for Nigga, we in the streets, nigga. Out in the motherfucking streets, my nigga. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. Be on the lookout for new episodes. We're on pretty much the things. Find us on the Acast app. <laughs> If you haven't downloaded, I appreciate it. <laughs> really? I'm trying to get this shit out of here. They're laughing. This nigga's stupid. I just had to let them know. This is where we at. Find us on the Acast <laughs> app or anywhere you get your podcast at because we're yeah. pretty much in that bitch. But we appreciate oh. it if you're listening to us on the Acast app. Can I say, too, Brother Ali made a good point on his podcast. He said he would listen to other people's podcasts and they'd be talking about like, review, and share, all that stuff. And he was like, it's just something that passes through. Like, we hear it, but we don't really take action. And he was like, he didn't realize until he was doing his own podcast how valuable that is. And he's like, now, like, I'm trying to make it a conscious thought. Because he said, it's easy for us to make it an unconscious thing. Like, okay, yeah, I'll go like it. But, you know, sharing it and that kind of stuff, like, it's an intentional act. And we need y'all to share. Exactly. So that other people are getting to enjoy the podcast (laughs) the same way. C is enjoying this right here, right now. Uh, burnt. Yeah, burnt on me. Yeah. That's, that's us. Uh, ooh, does it hit the lungs? Yeah. Oh, full blast. It's a fucking terrible feeling. Um, that don't sound safe. Motherfucker. God yeah. damn. Don't, don't vape. You know what I'm saying? If <laughs> don't. If you're smoking, just keep smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say cigarettes go provide a cleaner death. Let's just let's go with that. It's crazy. I don't know if it's better for you or worse for you. It's just more fucking annoying. I tell you that much. So just don't fucking do it. It's not worth it. Uh, But yeah, like yeah, liking and sharing. Sharing is probably the most crucial thing. And listening Mm -hmm. to the damn episode the whole way through. Oh yeah. I I know. Like we've been at it for going on two hours now, Mm. and. It could get a little, you know, tiresome just to keep hearing us three, you know, just talking about shit. But just put it on in the background with that bitch play. Man. That's the same thing that goes with, like, YouTube. Like, That's what I do. Just put the fucking video on and let it play. I do it while I'm working. I do it on my on my drive to work, mm-hmm. on my drive from work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I do it, and this is what's interesting to me. I'll do it like I'll be playing a certain podcast and have it run. Even ours. 
and we might start talking about something, and it's like I zoned back in. Like, I was zoned out either, like, looking at something, and I'd be like, damn, what the fuck? And I had to rewind it and go back and be like, damn, what was he talking about? Oh, shit. Or I might have to be like, I'm going to listen to that episode again. So a lot of times I'll listen more than once because I'm trying to catch that shit because I zoned out. You know, you're driving home, you right, zone out thinking right, about right. shit. That's, but, yeah, listen to it all the way through. It don't cost you nothing to play it in the background. Be chilling. You know what I'm saying? If you, Even if you... My thing too, like you can have it playing while you're doing other stuff on your phone, right? Which is something else I do, you know, whether I'm on Facebook or something. And it's like you push the sound on the video or on IG, as soon as you turn the sound off, the podcast comes back on by itself, at least with Apple, it does, right? Yeah, right. So it's, it's you know, mindless work, it don't even require right. nothing. it, don't require much, it don't require much, and, and just you know, let it ride. Follow us on our things, man. Uh, we got yeah. Instagram, we got yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Got uh, Twitter, yeah, Reddit, yeah. where you can actually, you know, fucking just, you know, interact with us on a on a on a daily or whatever topic basis. Uh, hop in that thing, man. We in this. Um, also, just another fragrance reviewer. That's my YouTube channel. Go ahead and like and follow. Watch the videos all the way through on that joint. Try to make that uh, threshold of YouTube get set up before they, you know, start sending me money. You also heard that lady in the beginning telling you that you have an opportunity. To donate to the cause, all money For that we sure. receive goes back into the quality of the podcast or our pockets. Doesn't matter because you're not going to see it anyway. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a necessary thing. It's just a thing just to show appreciation, and we would definitely appreciate it if you did. We would definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Give to a good cause. Give to a good cause. Broke, starving Africans. <laughs> And play no Texas. <laughs> Who've never been to Africa. Money for some broke starving. Jabo, brother. What the fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck, dog? Oh, boo dogs. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm about to be watching this shit tonight, man. Yo, but, um, we appreciate it. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all, man. Yeah. We know what it is. It's been We Ain't Found. Shit. We, we ain't found shit. We got this motherfucker, y'all. Be easy. Peace. Peace. Deuces. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Court. You know what it is. Um, so, you've been listening to the episode for a little while. You're wondering, why am I stepping in? Well, got some news to share with y'all. We talked about it on a past episode that we're going to be offering a subscription tier for people who want to get extra material. So yes, there's, yes, yes. There's two ways to basically subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe through uh, ACAST Plus or you can subscribe through Patreon. Uh, five bucks a month, cancel anytime, uh, yada, 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 I know what the deal is. So, yes, we do. basically, with that, you'll get uh, exclusive content, so you'll get bonus material from that day's episode. Uh, you'll get never before or never seen or whatever uh, material. Like, I'm not going to show you my junk, but... I mean, I, 
I'm uh, gas it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, you know. Let's, let's, let's not go that yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, you know. But what you will get is uh, keys to immortality. Yeah. I mean, if that's something that's important to you. Chocolate chip winning cookies. Winning lottery numbers. Yeah, we, uh, we had that too. You yeah. know, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know how you're doing in life, but if you want to be rich, hey, I'll, I'll even give you your, your horoscope or whatever. Call me now with a <laughs> again. <laughs> Subscribe, five bucks a month. Two ways to do it: Check A class plus Patreon. We in this thing. This is we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit, but y'all definitely found a way to hear us more. I guess. Exclusive. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. 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 It's good